Hello and welcome to Alar's Refuge. This is the third episode. No, this is all bad. I'm just going to record this later. We're just going to fucking jump in. All right. So you guys are coming out of the arena. Trill, you are trailing off to go and hang out with your mom and, and check in at home because it's been probably the longest you've been away from home. Uh, you didn't go home last night, and that's probably a, a new thing. So you're going to go in and check in with her. The rest of the party starts making their way back through the bazaar and back down towards the dragon's flagon. Along the way, crawl, you're able to see that there's a man who's selling some small trinkets and baubles there. And you're able to make a, a quick deal and an interaction with him that the, the rest of the party is not really involved in. But you're able to walk away with a, a new book for yourself that is is a unique little magical item that you're you're quite pleased to have been able to find, especially at the price that you found it at. But as you guys are making your way back to the Dragon's Flagon, there are people that are kind of walking in the streets, some of them that see you guys and kind of cheer about the fact that you guys had this big victory. Other people who see you guys and like you can kind of see that they maybe they lost money on your fight, so they're not quite not quite as happy to see you. But you guys make your way pretty pretty quickly through the streets. People kind of clear out of the way for you as you make your way back. And when you get back to the Dragon's Flagon, uh, you guys see that uh, everybody's kind of there waiting for you. Um, you see that out front as you guys start approaching uh, that uh, Pauline is actually standing kind of out front and waiting for you guys. And she sees everybody there and you see that she's still kind of looking around for a second. And she doesn't see Trill, and you almost see a little bit of disappointment on her face for a second. And then she's like, oh, hey, y'all, how'd it go? Amazing. Yeah. We it. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, we heard y'all managed to pull off a, a big victory there. And, well, I, I hope you found out whatever you needed to. Um, we're just going to you know, have a victory party for y'all inside if you want to come in. Yes, fairy, let's go! Let's go! Fairy pies are on the house tonight. <gasps> Holy, I love oh, you. Have I told you that today? You have not, hun, but, you know, it is not very late in the day. She kind of looks at her at her wrist, which does not even have a watch on it, but she kind of looks at her wrist for a second and goes, it's not even, like, dawn yet, honey, and <laughs> we're ready to party. Best uh, time. So you guys kind of make your way inside. The three gyms are kind of free-flowing the booze from the kegs tonight. You see that Merv and Tempest, who are the two brewers who kind of work in the back rooms, keep having to, like, bring additional kegs out. And, like, these guys normally probably have to bring out, like, maybe three kegs a day. And But before you guys are done with your little party, they've already brought out nine kegs. Other people from the, the, the two half-orcs that had been there rooting for you guys are here. They are all partying with you guys. If there is anything specific you guys want to do, they're free to. But afterwards, we're going to have you guys uh, pass out and take a nice long rest. there are any people of note here? Among the people that you see here, the only real people of note would be the, the two half-orcs that came over and joined. Uh, you don't see Manta here. You don't see Bev here. When you are looking around, over in one of the corners, you see that unusually for this place, but not really unusual, you see that there is a small little grung guy who seems to be like picking up dishes off of the tables and taking them to the back. And you see that, that he and Rupert seem to be chatting with each other most of the night. 
that the same uh, rung that uh, Thio was drinking with the other day? It is. It is Firebelly. It's, it seems that in Trill's absence, they needed a little bit of extra work and hired some local labor. Did, um, does Merrick make a showing at all? Uh, Merrick does show up at one point, kind of about 30 minutes after you guys arrive. He walks in from the, the back kitchen area that you guys had previously learned has a grate in it that goes down to an area that uh, is a little bit more expansive than just the flagon above. Uh, so you guys know that he was probably down in his keep. But yeah, he definitely does make an appearance. He he walks around greeting everybody just like a very gracious host. You see that when he walks over, he is going to... At, at one point, he pulls Crawl off to the side, and the two of them go into a back room for probably about... 30 to um and then everybody else is you know partying hanging out um the two half orcs and fio have gotten into a drinking game but fio has been so overconfident at this point off of all the fairy pies that she's eaten that she is doing one drink for each for each of them and they are just doing one drink a piece but she is keeping pace with these two half orcs well into the early dawn of this day and then kind of gets to a point right around noon where crawl kind of comes back into the party and the party itself is now dying down as people have to like leave to go get to the things that they were supposed to be doing today and you guys are kind of ushered into different beds that are in this place by pauline so that you guys can get some all right creed doesn't really fight the flow of things too much but like at any point when merrick sort of passes through he he kind of like tries to at least, you know, make eye contact with Merrick and give him kind of like a look of like, we need to talk a little bit later kind of thing. You see that he, let me, you see that he acknowledges you. He, he kind of nods and you hear in your mind, we'll talk. Craig just kind of nods and at one once he gets that sort of acknowledgement he kind of really he, he leans a little bit more into the celebration and will like start drinking a little more than he was and like eat some more food kind of thing he does not touch the pies <laughs> okay so you're like full on into this creep like there's this celebration there is this party going on all around that is celebrating not only your victory but you know you've been fighting in the arena a long time and you've always done it on your own now you've fought with supporters, with a partner, and you're not fighting for somebody else. You're fighting for yourself and for your family. And while you're thinking about that, that thought that Nix and Knox are still out there kind of comes in and starts to kind of bring your mood down a bit. And this is kind of right when, right when the wrap-up is, is starting to, to happen. Makes sense. As you guys are kind of making your way back to kind of where to, to everywhere that you're going, to, or to the beds that you're kind of being ushered to, Pauline takes Crete and Fio to the two rooms that they have used when they have come here before. At the same time, Firebelly kind of comes over and lifts Crawl up by, by one arm as much as the little grung man can do to a half-orc, trying to be helpful in seeing what Pauline is doing. He's like literally trying to mimic how she like lifted Fio off of the chair, not realizing that Crawl's not actually probably all that drunk here right now, but thinks that he needs to be doing this. 
Krall just kind of goes along with it. Krall has also been avoiding the fairy pies because he he was not a fan of what happened last time. So he's also avoiding that. He's with Creed on that. Okay. Um, so, but he will just let Firebelly guide him to her. All right, Eric. If you fairy want. pies, fairy pies, files eating fairy pies. I have to imagine that's what she's chanting as she's getting drunk right. in the room. Absolutely, like, what like, she's chanting. One after the other. <laughs> just she herself, like her face is covered in the pies, like from the, the the from her lips down to her chin. So it looks like she's almost got like a red fruit beard going on. Like the table that she had been sitting at is just covered in these wrappers of Trill's face. And as you guys get taken to these rooms, you guys are going to be able to take a nice long rest for the first time in two days, and you guys are all going to level up to four. Uh, Crawl, as you were taken back with Firebelly, you is there anything that you want to do? Um, when we get kind of alone, I'm going to kind of pass him a message, and I'm going to tell him Manta is looking to talk with you and uh, probably make use of you oh he takes it he you don't see him read it right now but he takes it from you and kind of just slides it down into his little apron that he's wearing and he t- takes you and, and lets you go to into your room uh, oh my god what's that i totally forgot that um uh oh my god i can't think of the name of the guild i'm a part of dimmer thank you I forgot they have a special cantrip to pass messages. They definitely do. I was kind of confused why you were doing it this way, but I was going to let you do it, man. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot all about it. So, yeah, um, he, you were able to get him that message, and he gets you to your room, and you are able to take your rest. You guys wake up, and when you wake up, there is light trickling in very gently as dawn is breaking. Uh, you guys have gone to sleep at noon and woken up at dawn the next day because you guys have just been purely exhausted. As each of you kind of wakes up and makes your way back down into the main area, um, you see that the gyms have retaken their old places standing near their kegs. The There's a kind of a small crowd of people in here who are all just kind of grabbing breakfast. You see that there are some traders in here right now who probably, you know, have been riding all night. There are a few other folks milling about that when Crete, you come downstairs and you kind of stand outside, they're all like, oh, there he is, there he is, and like rush over. And you can tell that these are like probably younger children from the area who heard that you had a fight last night and they weren't able to see it because, you know, it happened before they were able to be awake, but now they're trying to like rush out and get you to sign off on their books and everything like that. Um, and you guys see that Pauline is standing kind of uh, towards the kitchen door where you normally know that she's back kind of uh, cutting up meat and getting kind of that stuff prepared. And she sees you guys come down and goes, oh, y'all want any kind of breakfast? Kurt kind of like holds a hand up for a second and like sort of, I guess he, he kind of like holds out his fingers a bit. And then like he and his lands on like four plates, like his fingers, like he's showing four fingers. And he's like, yeah, four please. She, she just kind of gives you a wry smile. I know what you want, honey. You just go sit down. Mr. Crawl, Miss Fowl, you guys want anything? 
please. That would be very kind. All right. She sees she kind of meanders back into the back. Uh, Pauline, I would like some very dry bread. Dry bread, honey? Yes, dry bread. Just dry bread. Plain, nothing on it, and, and some water. A jug of water. Oh, honey. Okay, I, I have seen this before. You are having fairy pie overdose. Don't worry. I can take care of this. She walks over, she places a hand on you, and boom! Your hangover is Whoa. Tips of the trade when you're a bartender, sweetie. That was amazing. Um, can you teach me that? Uh, well, you know, I kind of learned it just by doing, but if you want to come by sometime, I can try and walk you through how I do it. Ooh, absolutely. Now that is a skill that you should mock it. She just kind of laughs. She goes to the back, and, and you just hear the cleaver start coming down as she's starting to prepare food. Can this? I mean, this is dumb, but can can as a as a paladin, can I use my my lay on hands to purge like a hangover? Uh, yes, you could definitely do the if for one of the diseases that you can remove for five points. I will let you remove hangovers. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. I don't think Crete does that right now, but like, I think later on in his career, he's, he's he'll be that kind of guy. We'll throw five points at that. All right. So you guys are just kind of milling about right now. It is, like I said, dawn, and you guys see that Trill has not quite made his way back to you guys yet, as you are all gathered around one of the tables. People who are there kind of give you a bit of deference and just let you guys take one of the tables. And while you guys are kind of just sitting around, you see that there is a gentleman who walks in who appears from head to toe to be for Crawl and Crete the gaudiest Goliath you have ever seen. This man is wearing leather armor that appears to have been dyed purple and black. Uh, he has an undershirt on that seems to glow in silver. The pants that he is wearing are a very fine black leather material. And you see that in his hand, he's holding what looks to be a stand for like a microphone. And the microphone that would normally be at the top of the stand is in his other hand, like just hanging off of about a two-foot rope that he's kind of swinging as he walks in. Crete, you immediately recognize this gentleman. It's uh, scare me, right? How many times have I told you, little man? It's Jeremy with a G. How are we doing, Dragon's Flagon? Everybody ready to rock? The people who are sitting at the tables nearby look up, and some of them are confused. Some of the small children who had been coming over to you, Crete, for signatures kind of scurry away from your table and run over to Jeremy with a G, who looks disgusted by these children who are coming over asking him for autographs, but at the same time is like, oh, Jeremy doesn't have time for autographs, but how, how do you spell your name? And he's like, right, do it. I see you made it back into the arena. I needed to come and see it for myself, but I heard you were a sleepy boy. Uh, 
yeah and why are you why are you here man like what's the point of were you at the fight did you watch it i unfortunately missed it but i want to see it so i came down to see if you were up to fighting again after our last match you know that one loss you have earn my spot back on the rim look Jeremy I I can't help you with this right now I have a lot of things I have to take care of right now so we don't have business to talk about at this point in time but but we're supposed to fight like that that was what was supposed to that was what was supposed to come next. I understand what you are here for, but I have more important things to do. And you know for a fact that your spot in the rim is something you can earn back without having to do this in the arena. And if you really wanted to get your spot back, you'd have to go challenge Grace. You see his eyes open at first, like, oh man, I didn't think about that. And then he realizes that you said that he would have to challenge Grace, and his eyes kind of squint back down again as he's like, oh yeah, that's probably not. And my spot in the rim was lost in that first match when you sucker punched me. But everyone knows that I'm not going to go down for a three count. Yes, I'm busy. Oh, all right. Look, listen, listen. Knox and Nix are missing right now. Have you heard anything? Uh, no, no. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, no, actually, I haven't heard anything about that at all. And he comes and he sits down at the table. Like his entire demeanor has changed. He is no longer this big, blustery guy. He's now just like sitting down at the table. He crosses his ankles and like leans in on the table. It's like, no, I hadn't heard anything. Are you okay? I'm all right. Thanks for asking. I'm, I'm almost sure they they just ran away or something, but we don't know anything. We're still trying to find more information. Oh, so, no, well, I, I am, I am so sorry that you're in that situation right now. Um, when you find yourself free, uh, could you just like give me a shout and uh, let me know where you're going to be, and uh, you know, I'll I'll make my grand entrance again, and, and like we can fight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I'm I'm sorry to hear about it. If I if I hear anything, of course, I will I will send along a message as soon as I can. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess I don't have much to do with my day now. I'll be back for you, Crete, Jeremy, Grifter, Gunderson. He turns around and he. That's quite the name. And that, the outfit. That guy's really intense. Yeah, he's. We grew up in the same area, and he got he got really into the arena, and yeah. He's just a showman. I mean, that's what you have to do if you want to be like known in the arena. You have to have a persona. The crowd has to love you. I mean, I get what he's doing. Creep, make me a perception roll. Right. There it is. Okay. That would be a 12. Okay. Um, you see that as 
Jeremy goes to leave, he hands, like, a couple of gold coins to the small children who had been around and, like, needed. And then he, like, he goes, I'm coming back for you, Crete, and it's gonna be a death match. And he leaves. Crete immediately stands up and says, No, it's not. No one, no one remember that. I'm not. I'm never doing that with that man. Oh, sit down, shush. He's just hyping it up, okay? So this guy leaves. Uh, the, the people who are there kind of, like, look over at you, Crete, for a second, like, trying to figure out what the heck just happened here, and then just kind of go back to their meals. And right around the same time, Pauline starts bringing out these big things of food to be able to set down for you guys. You see that uh, Firebelly does not seem to be around to, to help today, and so Rupert is being tasked with carrying some of the stuff. And the the fourth tray of your food that, that he, he is carrying, she is carrying the other five trays, one for Crawl, one for Fio, and three for you. Rupert only has one, and he manages to trip and spill it all over the ground right as he gets to you. I'm so sorry about that. It's alright. Just, are you okay? Did you hurt yourself? I mean, I could be better. I mean, I. it is too early in the morning for me to be working, and my mother forced me to wake up because the frogman left, like, yesterday. And we can't find Trill anywhere. Right. Uh, okay, Where Rupert. did he go? Okay, I'm gonna go get you more food now. You might want to clean the mess up, too. No, I'll let someone else do that. And he just walks away. I do not know what I'm gonna do with that child. Crete, do you need, a, uh, like, a small person to follow you around and do things for you? Crete just, like, opens his mouth a couple times. Like, he's gonna say something, but, like, he just kind of shakes his head at, like, finally... <laughs> It's just like, uh... <laughs> you no. see her kind of wave her hand around the ground there, and all of the food kind of whirls back up onto the plate, as she, the tray that she's carrying away, and she takes all of that food away. I command my unseen servant to just grab a cloth and just start wiping the floor there. Alright, uh, you guys see as this, like, terry cloth just floats off of one of the gym's kegs and moves over to the ground and starts cleaning it up. Uh, Crete. Crete, real quick, while we got some time. Yeah, what's up? Remember when I told you told you that I would try to keep an ear out, you know, with my ears for anything about Mistos? Yeah. Well, I finally got some information uh, last night. Well, I guess during the day, they showed up while I was sleeping. That's great. But, uh... Basically, all that I know is that Mistos was here, but now he's gone. It doesn't seem like he took Nyx or Nox. And a person fitting his description visited the arena, the flagon, the farms, and the rim. All at night. I don't know for sure if he actually went to all of those locations, but... Someone fitting his description. Well, how do you know he had nothing to do with the girl's disappearance? The Someone just gave you their word? The uh, people who saw him, or who they think they saw him, um, near the rim. He was not near the rim 
when the girls disappeared, like that that time frame. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Well, we also know that the girls were around the arena around midnight, and he he could have met them there. I I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of good information, though. I mean, we have a few places to check to see where he's been. But I think first, if you folks don't mind, I'm going to be heading towards the arena to try and go chase down Zonk. Oh, you're looking for Zonk, honey? You yeah. see Pauline has come back out with your fourth tray. Oh, honey, he's it's dawn. He is not over there. It is drinking time for that boy. Uh, You might have a little bit more luck if you go over to the duck fart. The, du- the duck fart. You you would know the duck fart. Uh, whereas the dragon's flagon is kind of this jewel of the wheel that like people who are traveling will come to the wheel purely to try the cheese at its source, but in addition to be able to come to the dragon's flagon. Like it is a very well known location. The duck fart, on the other hand, is kind of the opposite. It is the most shithole bar in the entire wheel. It is very commonly frequented by people uh, who associate with Muntuntunbun, who is the former right-hand man of Driscoll Favar before Bev took his place. And it is a super seedy bar that is kind of on the edge of the rightmost side of the town, almost to the gate wall. Well, that's a good place to start as any, I guess. Um, oh, speaking of song, uh, Pauline, real quick, here, and Crete will count out, uh, I think it's like about 15 gold. Okay. Be like, I'm assuming Zoc has a tab here, so I, I promised I'd pitch in on it. So here, honey, uh, I appre- She takes it. I I appreciate this, and I will I will credit it towards his tab. But <laughs> that boy so far in the hole, he could not find daylight with a flashlight. I, I figured, but you know, it's the thought that counts. I suppose I'm sure, and I will let him know that you did it too. Appreciate it. You're such a you're such a kind boy. I just I'm so glad that that you have been coming in here because. It is tough dealing with all of this shit every day. But people like you put a smile right on my face. She like reaches out and pinches your cheek and she goes back to go see if somebody else needs something at the next table. All right. You uh you two feel like following me over to the fart? Yeah. Follow I'll follow along. Do you want to Did you already eat your food? Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you order a lot of food. You gotta really like bulk up if you ever want to like maintain a physique like this. It takes a lot of work. <laughs> You're saying this to a guy who's like maybe six inches shorter than, you? and I believe it's also pretty well physique, right, Crawl? Crawl is pretty well physique, and it is very clear that he never does anything to work on it. Yeah, well, I don't really want to use my physique in the arena like you, so I'll I'll leave the eating to you. It's all well. Uh, Crete will just kind of like wrap up, kind of like clean up his plates a bit and uh, finish things off. And uh, yeah, get up and say, if y'all are ready, I'm, uh, I'll be ready outside. You know, I could probably find something heavy to lift. 
uh, while yeah. you all finish up in here. Yeah, let me finish my toast. I mean, seriously, dude, like, you could have used a shovel to eat your breakfast there. Like, I take my time a little. You see that Fio has has taken, like, three bites out of her bread so far. Uh, like, half of her morning mimosa is gone. Don't be wrong. But, like, she's taken, like, three bites out of this bread. Crawl has maybe eaten, like, two bites of food, and all four plates are gone for Crawl. Or for Crete. I don't, I don't think he chews. Everyone makes food so small. Don't have to. Maybe you should get into making food. Make make Goliath-sized food. That's just the new thing for Phil. All of his characters are cooks. Oh, no. Uh, Crete just, yeah, uh, he'll step outside. Um, he, he does, he's, he's gonna take a couple, like, swings. Not, like, swings, but, like, he's gonna try and lift the rock outside. Alright, uh, give he's, me an athletics. He's not taking it seriously at all. He's not even really trying, per se. It's more like He's he doesn't know he doesn't have like readily accessible training equipment in this space. So he's just like this is the heaviest thing he can find that nobody will really complain about him lifting. So <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. I know. I get it. Give me an athletics. Uh I will tell you right now you are looking for a target number of twenty two. All right. That is <laughs> at eleven. All right. So uh I, I, I will let you decide, Crete. Uh, you get to a point as you're, you kind of get under the rock to start lifting it, and it starts to come off the ground, but you can feel that you're not in a good form for this. So you can continue lifting, and you can get it off the ground. You might hurt yourself, or you kind of it, it, you're going to kind of let it go, and it's going to slam back down to the ground. Oh yeah, I mean he's he. That's his whole thing. Like you know, taking care of his body is really super important. So he'll just he'll abort the lift as soon as he doesn't feel right about it. He'll just and then let it drop to the ground. Leroy calls over. Yeah, not everybody can lift that 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 lift that thing up. Great. Yeah, I'm, I don't imagine a lot of people can lift this up. It just. Uh, you got to be careful when you're pushing yourself to your limit. Otherwise, you're going to break something. So, like my rake? You break, break uh, something like my rake? No, like your body. I mean, oh. you don't lift this thing very often, do you? No. You see, he reaches down and finds like a rock that is about a, the size of a quarter, and he lifts that up. And he looks at you and just kind of has a very impressed smile on his face. Great. So, yeah, Crete will just uh, uh, give him kind of like a thumbs up and then turn back to the rock and like just kind of continue starting to do like like lifts. Like he's he's basically just trying to use this rock as his morning constitutional kind of thing. Like he's just like. You're pooping getting... on this rock? No, like, you know, like his you know, like his exercise and stuff like that. All right, all right. Because when I hear morning constitutional, I think of Poopin' Tom, the guy who has been on the toilet every guy's, every time you guys have come to the Dragon's Flag. Yeah, pretty sure Crete hasn't visited that guy yet, so I don't... Yeah, I don't think I know him either. I, I mean, I know he's there. I have noticed that he's there every day, every time, but... Yeah, I don't Tri- think Crete... Trill knows Poopin' Tom, but I don't think anybody else has met him yet. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, that's what Crete's doing until everybody else is ready to go. All right, you guys who are inside, uh, while you guys are just kind of in there with one another, uh, you're, you guys doing anything additional before you're going to get ready to take off? Rawl is going to try to kind of try to finish his food quick and then just say, uh, I got to go back and grab stuff out of my room. I will meet you outside, Fio. Oh, God, why is everyone rushing? Oh, Take your time. Take your time. I'm going to still be like 10, 15 minutes. Take your time. And Crawl will go back to his room and get his stuff and cast Find Familiar for 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, What does your familiar look like? What does it look like when you summon your familiar? My familiar is a black raven. It looks nondescript so that it doesn't look like a target. I don't want people to immediately think, oh, that's a familiar. Very good. Uh, so, when you walk back out, are you is like the the familiar going to be like on your shoulder, or are you going to like let it out a window, or what? What are you going to do with it? And if there is a window in my room. This is this is actually, I think, the most important question I've asked of this campaign so far, at least in my mind, because I'm the DM and I know everything else. What's your familiar's name? I'm going to let it out a window, so that it can just be flying around above me. Um. Ooh. It is named Corbin. All right, so you let Corbin out. He goes fluttering out and flying out. And so as you're taking your morning constitutional with the rock there, Crete, you see that there is a uh, black-winged bird that kind of flies by. Not very common to see around here. Uh, Not a lot of carrion for them to feed on, but some people do keep them as pets, and they they do exist in the wild, but kind of a rare bird to see around here. Uh, Crawl, you end up coming back down. Uh, Fio, while you're sitting there and kind of eating by yourself and, and finishing off your mimosa and your, your dried bread, somebody comes by, a younger drow female comes by, and she just kind of sets down two fairy pies in front. Uh, this is for... Oh, sorry, my head hurts so bad. This is for that bet we had last night. I, uh... I had no idea how much you could drink, and I apologize to both myself and you if I was acting rude or in any way offended you. Fire's just got a grin on her face, and she's just nodding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no offense taken, sweetheart. I mean, you know, when a salt is in the house, you better bring your game. But now you know. What, uh, sure you don't what? want one? Wait, did you say a sultana? Salta. Salta. You don't Sulta. know my family name? Uh, no, I, I do. I, hold on, my head hurts. Um, and she sits down at the table and just kind of puts her eyes, covers her eyes with her hand. Um, yeah, I do know that name. It's actually my boss's name. I didn't know that there were that many of you around. Oh, yeah, we're rather, hmm, prolific? I see. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I can't believe, um, I'm, I have to go to work now where I'm an accountant and I have to count things all day with Ugh. this headache and, um, I just, I needed to make sure I paid off on my debts. That is a very good, uh, attribute to have. You know what? I'm going to do you a solid. You've got to go to work. You're not feeling great. You should go talk to my friend Pauline. For a little uh, fee, she can 
get you spick and span and ready to go. Uh, I, I don't know what you mean, but sure. She starts looking around and waves for Pauline and Pauline comes over. Well, hey, sweetie, how you doing? Um, I need to pay the fee. Pauline just kind of looks at you, Fio, like quizzically. Fee? Yes, um, she's going to pay you a, just a small little fee uh, and you're going to work your magic hands and she's going to be nice and ready for work because she is very, very hungover because she thought she could take me on. All right, I am going to roll to see if Pauline picks up on your uh, deceptiveness here. Oh, yeah, the fee. I... You know, I've just been running around. I, if I didn't have my head attached, I swear I would leave it at home when I came here. Well, I, I do live here, so I guess I would just leave it here. Um, yes, we, we can certainly do that. Uh, File, what was the fee again? Well, it's our first time. Let's start with 10 gold. Uh, uh, 10 copper pieces? Y yes, you are right. That is how much it is, sweetie. It is 10 copper pieces. And the lady... Looks kind of confused at the two at the two of you for a second, and she's just like, "Oh, whatever." She reaches in her pocket and very quietly on the table sets out the copper pieces one at a time, and then Pauline reaches her hand out and does the quick spell. And, oh, oh, that feels so much better. Ten copper pieces. This is certainly worth the fee. I did not even know this was a service here. Mm-hmm. And that was a special uh, one-time deal. Tell all your friends. I, uh, certainly. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily know if anybody gets that drunk all the time. But if anybody does, I will. I will certainly tell them. No wonder this place is so famous. Uh, you just come on back now, honey. And the drow kind of gets up and starts to leave. Uh, this is about the same time that you would be coming back out to crawl. Oh, come down the stairs. Say, hey, fine. finish up. She's got two yeah. more fairy pies in front of her. Please don't start this again. What? They were for a bet I apparently made last night. And this is my I mean, reward. Do they store well? Can you save them for like tonight? Oh, hey. yeah, honey. Uh, as far as we found, once they get baked, they last for 24 hours. There we go. Uh, 30 hours. Days right. are 30 hours long here. I have to remember that. I'll, I'll put them in my satchel and we'll just make sure no one of the ducks fart sees them because they might get a little mm -mm with me bringing in my own treat. So. Alright. Well, thank you again, Pauline. Of course, honey. You guys come back now. Mm -hmm. Do I owe you anything? Uh, don't worry about it. Merrick told me... Um, about your conversation last night, and um, everything's on the house. The, the rooms and the food today. Oh. oh. Wow. Wow. Make I sure can to, get uh, used to this treatment. Yeah, make sure to thank Merrick for us if you see him. Oh, will, yes. Honey. He won't, he won't be back until tonight, but, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that I pass it along. Y'all be safe out there, and mm -hmm. if, if y'all are actually going to go out to that duck fart... Be careful y'all don't end up in the arena again, because I would hate to see something bad happen to y'all. That is very sweet of you, but um, Mountain Inferno is going to totally be back in the arena. Also, Pauline, think about it. You, me, business idea. I drink <gasps> them under the table all night. You work your magic. Think about it, okay? 
Honey, I am all about making a little bit of extra money, but I am not about fleecing people. That is just mean. Now, you want to talk... I wasn't fleecing. You were performing an amazing service. Yeah, something I can do just like willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I get them buying all the fairy pies in a competition with me, and then you can also make some money with this. Just think about it. I mean, I'll think, think about, about it. it. And she's just, like, grinning and smiling as she, like, heads out. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you guys come out, and you see Crete trying to uh, maneuver around this rock and do some stretches on it. Crete, give me one more athletics check, just a straight athletics check to see if you get this thing off the ground as they're coming outside. Uh, that's uh, 21. Uh, you do not. You you get this thing so that you are almost about ready to lift it, and then you can just... You just can't get your fingers on it quite right. It's 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 in the morning. There's some some wetness to to the rock itself. You just you can't get it up. You phrasing. understand what the for, yeah, phrasing. Uh, you do you definitely understand why this rock is such a monument around here because lifting it up does take it. Uh, so you yeah. guys get get out and you're gonna head out towards the duck fart. Uh, are you guys gonna just walk out that way? Are you gonna just gonna try and like find a wagon to hop on the back of to ride out there? Do we know how far it is? To get there, you would be heading out to the edge of the rim. So you're assuming that it would probably take you somewhere between two and four hours, depending on if you were on a wagon, how how crowded it would be. And if you're gonna walk out there, it'd probably take you somewhere between four and six. I mean, I'd rather not walk. I mean, we can start walking and then just see if we can find a ride along the way. I guess that works. Or I can ride on Crete's shoulders again. That's I mean, an option. That's not going to get you there any faster, but I mean, it's not like it's all that much to him. Yeah. I, mean, how much, I won't much up does, How much does file away, like just total gear and all? Well, how dare you ask a lady that? Yeah. Shush, I'm nothing to you. Pick me up. Uh, I guess. Okay. Crawl just rolls his eyes. Uh, so you guys start heading out. Um, as you guys are walking along, uh, the days in the wheel are very consistent. Um, there are not a lot of seasonal changes around here, except for a couple of months a year, it gets a little bit colder. So when you guys are out and you're walking around, you know, it's, it's pretty much like every other day to you guys. The fact that these precincts can kind of control the climate and stuff like that is very beneficial for, for what you guys are trying to do because you're able to keep the temperature in the cheese caves the right temperature to be able to grow the, or to, to culture the cheeses. You know, you, you guys have done a lot of things around here. The land itself is very walkable. Um, you know, there are very clear roads that you guys can walk along. Um, you have the six main spoke roads that go out to each of the gates that come into the arena. And so you guys kind of make your way back down into the bazaar, and then as you're walking through the bazaar, is there any kind of items, or is there anything you guys might be looking for um, before you head out to the duck fart? Um, <clears throat> Crete, is, Crete is actually looking around, kind of trying to spot a, uh, a like a blacksmith or a vendor, somebody who um, can kind of help him upgrade his uh, chain mill. 
Uh, so do you want to look for an actual like blacksmith that you'll be looking for like a building? Or then you'll be like putting in an order for it or seeing if they have it on hand or are you just going to be looking in like because in the bazaar it's not like actual long standing buildings. It's like somebody will set up a little shop and like then somebody will set up a shop like right next to them and it's like a table uh, or some of them might have like an actual stand but like this is like truly a the, like a gigantic swap meet. So you could look for for somebody who's just selling it in the in the market, or you can try and like place an order and guarantee it for yourself by going to uh, one of the larger buildings that are kind of on the outskirts. I mean, for Creek doesn't have a lot of wants, so like the the ability like trying to upgrade his personal armor to something like Splint right now is probably top of mind, just because he probably can't afford plate, but. Um, Knowing that that's probably not like super possible in this in this circumstance, he's Roll not going to like investigation. Let's see. I mean, he's not going to put a lot of effort into it. Like, yeah, to, yeah. To, So, but the other thing that he looked for that he would keep an eye out for are like anybody who may be like dealing in any kind of like new or unusual paints. Sure, sure. Go ahead and roll me an investigation, and let's see what you find as you're walking through the. Let me get this button. Where is it? It took forever. Uh, 16. All right. Uh, you are actually able to find a guy who is selling, like, art supplies. Um, he has a bunch of different rare pigments. He has some more common pigments that you can kind of find anywhere, but in, in little like fancy glass vials almost that are holding them. And you can see that he's got like paint brushes with different kinds of hair being used. And he's got like all kinds of different weird little pictures that he's done himself that he's also got up that are for sale there. You can tell just because of who you are. The guy has some talent. He he does. But his colors in his paintings are all wildly off. And you can tell that this is from, from like kind of looking at this. This guy is probably an artist who is colorblind. All of his line work, all of that looks great. But this guy has no idea what any of the colors are. Uh, yeah, Chris kind of just like do you Ah, hello, friend. Uh, Hi. This guy is, uh, just for, for visual reference, uh, this guy is a uh, gnome. Uh, he is a little bit tall for a gnome, a little bit lankier, um, and he is wearing a very like an apron over top of very plain clothes and the apron has just all kinds of colors on it his face has paint kind of everywhere it's all in his hair um which is kind of wild around his head almost albert einstein-esque but with paint splotches all throughout it the front of his apron is full of different paintbrushes and whatnot and he's got like this little uh cash register kind of device that's kind of in front of him he's like how can i help you I uh, was just looking at your work. It's it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of love in it. You uh, you've been painting what? Oh yeah, ever since uh, ever since I came through. I, uh, sorry, I, I I 
relatively new to the area. I uh, came through as a recent refugee, as you guys call them. And uh, yeah, in my in my old city, I was a painter, and uh, you, I, I was, I was a bit of a starving artist. But uh, here, I can have all the food I want. And I can paint all I want. And collect these trinkets of mine, and I wander around at times and sell them to find other cool things. Are you also an artist? I don't see much paint on you. Uh, yeah, Creek kind of like looks down at his chainmail. It's like this isn't like I don't know a, a painting uniform. I guess no, no, uh, not at all. No, but I do. I do enjoy uh, working on the canvas myself sometimes. I see. Mm, mm, yes. Hold on. Let me get a good look at you. Come down here. Creed will kneel down a bit. He looks you and he gets way too close. I mean, his nose is millimeters away from your nose as he's looking. Yes, you have the soul of an artist. I can tell, my friend. You need something very good. What are you looking for? I mean, I'm just always interested in a, a, a unique shade of paint or a well-crafted brush. Ah, well, I mean, I, I have both of those things. I have many things. He reaches down and he picks up this vial of, of a very beautiful blue. It's a very deep blue. And he picks it up and he goes, this is a wonderful red paint. I use it for blood quite a bit. Craig kind of like takes note of that and like looks at some of his paintings. Yep, like everywhere where you should see red blood, he's just got this blue dripping coming off of it. As far as like colors go, is it and is it is it really like a unique blue that I haven't seen before? It, it is a very unique blue. Um, it is like you know, like the color that most Bluetooth blues use. It is something that you would not normally see in nature. Um, you actually have never seen this shade of blue before. Uh, yeah, create would be like, how much would you part with, and how much would you charge for that? Oh well, um. Hmm. Let me think. Let's see. Yesterday, I would say 12 gold or a painting that reveals your soul. I don't know if I have time for that second one, so uh, let, me, let me count that gold out for you. So, Cradle, go ahead and count out 12 gold. All right. Uh, he takes it and he goes, okay, here's this one. And uh, do, you, do you still need a brush? I, I don't know how much money people have around here. I don't, I, I'm not trying to be like... That guy, you know. <laughs> well, mine have been serving me pretty well lately, so unless you've got something that uh, really stands out, I don't know if I'm looking for a new one specifically. He reaches down underneath his little table and pulls out a, a jar that is about six inches tall uh, and when he sets it down it's the it's probably about a four inch base on the top that is completely packed with brushes and every single one of them is the most beautiful brush you have ever seen this guy's collection is probably the best I've got these I brought them with me they were the only valuable I was allowed to bring like we were only allowed to bring a backpack worth of stuff with us, they said, so I paid sure to bring the things that were most valuable to me. I might starve to death, but I'm going to have some damn good equipment when I do it. Indeed. Uh, they 
these are amazing. I don't I don't know if I could afford them or if I really want to make you part with them. Oh, I'm, if if you're an artist, I mean, I I, I would love to to spread it, but I, I would need some compensation. So I mean, perhaps we could work out some kind of a deal or something. Well, um, I guess how much for uh, these? Not all of these, but like the Crete will pick out like three brushes once that either he doesn't you know like he doesn't feel like he already has or ones that just like he knows would be a significant step up okay uh you grab three of them one of them is kind of a wider fantailed brush and it uh you weren't aware of this until you picked it up but as you picked it up like little sparkles are coming off of it and as you're picking that one up he goes oh my unicorn brush quite good and you go and you pick up another one and as you're picking that one up the the it's a very thin one and you can tell as you're picking it up that it's like millions of finely woven strands of completely black spider web that create this very fine tip point and he goes oh yes that one took quite a bit to collect I had to, to to stay at the Drider camp for almost a week to get all that spider silk. And you go to grab the, the third one, and the third one that you grab actually is the strangest brush that you've ever seen because you wouldn't normally think of a feather, a tip of a feather, as being a brush. But this thing is is kind of wide and thin. And as you go to pick it up, he goes, mm, yes, tip of a phoenix feather. Yes, wonderful. You have quite a good eye, my friend. And you see that, like, these are normal amongst all of the other ones that are in there. Like, you were just reaching in and kind of grabbing for, you know, ones that wouldn't cost too much. You wouldn't think you're taking too much for this guy. And, and you hear what they are made of. So, how much for these brushes? Well, I, as I said, I'm kind of new to this area. But um, I've heard there's something called arena battling. Yes. Would would you perhaps be my champion if anyone were to challenge me, and in return you can have these brushes? Kriya uh, says, kind of looks around for a bit and says, "What was your name?" Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. My name is Drevin. Drevin mix a lot of paint. Well, I, uh, I I I was born with the name mix a lot of paint, and I became an artist. Yes, I get the humor. My uh, my family was very literal. We we had a lot of artists. It sounds more like a title, so uh, there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of honor in it. So, uh, Trevin, my name is Crete. You can call upon me at any point to represent you within the arena. The only thing I ask is that you only do so in defense of yourself or in honorable situations. Oh, I mean, like, I, I don't plan to do anything wrong, but, like, I don't know the rules around here, and I came from down south, and things were much rougher down there. I mean, that's why I set up shop here when I got here, because I just kept kind of getting moved around by people, and they'd be like, I challenge you for your stuff, and I'd be like, I, I don't know what that means. And so, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a time, but I got up here, and I met some nice people who put me in a house, and it's it's been wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you're here now. It's nice to meet you. There's, I mean, there's a lot of nice people around here, but you seem there's something special about you. 
he takes out his paintbrush and he kind of flicks some paint onto your cheek because you're still down low by him. And he goes, there, now you look like an artist. <laughs> uh, thanks, Trevin. Uh, yeah, I would love these brushes and would be honored to support you if anything comes to the arena. You, ah. If you need to contact me, you should be able to reach me by going to the Dragon's Flag and asking around for Crete. If they nope. can't get a message to me somehow, then I'll do my best to get to you as quickly as I can. Wonderful. I, I Like I said, I don't know a whole lot about it, and I don't know how the whole like challenging you thing works, but it's, it's just good to know that I'm not like physically in danger, because oh, it's, it's been a time getting used to this, let me tell you. Crete will look over at Crawl. Do you think he could use a little bit more time with the ambassadors? I would be happy to spend some time and explain things to him. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't even see you there. It's okay. I've been wandering around here and there. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Drevin, and this is my good friend Crete. Yes, Crete, Crete is a great guy. What, 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 was, what did you say your name was again? My name is Crawl. Crawl. Well, all right. I got two good friends. This is a wonderful place. I I couldn't help it over here, but just so you know, they they give everyone here food. You won't starve or go hungry here. Oh, I know. That's that's the best part about being up here. Like when I was in the south, I'd get food and people'd be like, "Hey, give me your food." And like I'd go I have to go back for more food. It was just it was annoying. But I have a house here now. It's over there in the Westies. Um also, I just want to let you know that when someone challenges you, you get to pick what the challenge is. Like, so I could be like, we could have swords, or we could have knives? Like, like you could challenge them to painting. What? Y yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be combat. Oh, man. I love I mean, I love painting, but nobody seems to love my paintings, if you know what I mean. Oh well, then you might not want to challenge the painting because I'll be honest, I don't, I don't know exactly how that would oh, determine dude, a winner. I, but... but I could totally challenge the painting now. I have a painting champion. You could, you could totally do a painting challenge and have Crete be your champion. This is, this is such a wonderful place. I mean, I know I lost my home, and I know that all of my family died. But like, I mean, this is pretty. Am I in heaven? No. We don't okay. really know. Uh, what was your name again? My name is Driven Mix a lot of paint. All right. Thank you for the brushes, Trevin, uh, and the new paint. I really looking forward to uh, working yeah. with it. Make sure you use it on blood. It works wonderfully on blood. It's a wonder. It's it's such a wonderful red. Right, so like, Kareem is like emotionally distraught. Actually, at this point, like he doesn't. He actually doesn't know how to respond to this person because in his eye like knowing who this person is and looking at his art he would probably be able to say that is a beautiful beautiful piece of art like he knows enough to know just because he's colorblind like if you just look at it slightly differently you could see the beauty of the art in and of itself and so he's like he doesn't think that he needs to change per se but on the flip side he's also like this is definitely blue. 
Yeah, no, when you look at this guy's paintings, like the the line work, the 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 depth, the the detail that he puts in is amazing. It it is clearly somebody who is a master of their art. But yeah, all of the colors are just wrong. And and some of them are wrong the same way like the blues and the reds are, are generally flipped, but some of the other colors, the mixed colors are very muddled and like not not in any specific pattern, but like you can see if you can see past that color, they're beautiful. Preach just nods and says, "Well, it was wonderful to meet you, Trevin, and um I hope we can work together someday." Uh, I would love to collaborate. You have, have a, a good day. You have a wonderful time. Uh, you guys continue moving along. Is anybody else looking for anything? Yes. I'm going to assume that Crawl would know of these items because of his work with the Dimmer Guild, but Crawl is going to be looking for two like rare items that are probably out of his price range he doesn't know, and then one common item. The two okay. rare items he's going to be looking for is something that does something similar to like proof of Gen's detection so that he can't be divined mm -hmm. and ring of mind shielding okay so uh, those are rare things that he doesn't know if he can afford or anything but mm -hmm. and then the common thing is he's looking for a bag of holding okay uh go ahead and roll me an investigation and i'm gonna say because you are looking um for some more rare items uh i'm gonna have you roll this with a disadvantage 11 after disadvantage Okay, uh, 11 after disadvantage. Uh, you managed to find somebody who is selling some weird, rare baubles. Um, it goblin uh, male. You initially walk up and goes, Hey, how you doing, guy? You look like a smart customer. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I wouldn't want to be a stupid customer. I'd love it if you were, though. I'll bet. But a stupid customer wouldn't come to your shop, because your shop's probably the best. Ah, you never know. People walking around. I hope for stupid customers I make a little bit of extra money. So, what can a smart guy like you get today? I got a deck of many things. Look like a guy who'd like a deck of many things. Oh, no. No thanks, friend. I think that that's, uh... Well, actually, how many cards are in it? Uh, look, do I look like a disingenuous gentleman? I have a 52-card deck. Never unsealed. Uh, yeah, you want to no go ahead thanks. and roll, it, no roll an insight? Nope. Um, okay. Nope. I think only the stupider customers are going to buy you that, friend. There's too much danger in that item. You never know. So, what are you looking for, pal? I'm looking for a few things. Looking for something along the lines of an amulet of non-detection. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh... Okay, so it looks like I've got amulets, amulets, there we are. This drawer right here, okay. Um, nope, uh, no, I do not currently have anything that is like an amulet of non-detection. I do have an amulet of easy detection. I think I'm going to have to say no on that one, but that's an interesting idea. Give it to a friend if you want to find him all the time. Exactly. You never know when you're going to lose your kid. You need to find them real quick. Um, how about something similar to a ring of mind shielding? Ring of mind shielding. Mind shielding. Let me see. Uh, rings are in the fourth drawer. Okay. Uh, let's, 
ring of resistance, ring of natural armor. I have a slippery mind ring. It's kind of the same thing if you think about it. Do do I know what that does? Is that a thing in this world? Uh, you would you would know that this is something that ge- that uh, gives additional uh, it gives advantage against any mind control type effects or uh, enchantment. Do you got any bags of holding? Oh, kid, I got bags of holding in different sizes, shapes. I got one that looks like a little fanny pack. I got one that can fit down and fit inside your shoe. I mean, what do you want? I, I would I would just like a, a regular bag of holding, honestly. I mean, like a backpack, or you just want like a sack? Because I got this like a grain sack. I would prefer one that looks a little fancier. Do you have one that looks like... what? What is, what is this fanny pack thing you mentioned? All right, so it's great. All right, so he pulls out a, a fanny pack, and, and he goes, all right, so see, it's got this zipper in the front, and it's on this belt. And you click the belt in back, and you hit the buckle in, and it stays right on your person in the front. So you can just reach in and grab anything you need. You don't have to worry about carrying your wallet anymore. You don't have to worry about where your gold pieces are going to go. Intriguing. Does it, uh, could I wear it on the side too, or does it have to be the front for some reason? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a belt, so you can just swivel it around, wear it on your side if you need to, wear it on your back so someone doesn't see it. They think you're just wearing a regular belt. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, what size bag of holding would this be? What do you mean, size? It's a bag of holding, kid. You put shit you, in you, it. You said you have multiple sizes. I mean, yeah, like like physical the, the object oh, itself oh, okay, sizes. Okay, like okay. like you can just throw whatever the fuck you want in this thing as long as it ain't shop. All right. Or as long as it doesn't come create another extra dimensional space within the bag, because then that would be bad. That's true. That's true. I really hope you store them safely. I mean, they're all in drawer six. <laughs> oh jeez. How much for that cool looking fanny pack? Also, what color is it? I mean, I I got the prestidigitation spell kit. It's whatever color you want, okay? Oh, nice. So uh, let's see. I'll pull it out here. Let's see. Let's see if it clicks on. It's, you're, you're a little big, like you're a little wide in the hips there. So I'm gonna have to ex- like, okay, extend it out a little bit. There you go. Clicks right on. Look at it. It sits right on you. It looks great, kid. Uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, and Crete, if you are there with him, you can also roll it. I got an eleven. I got a three. All right. Uh, Does my raven get to roll it? Is your raven nearby? It is always within 100 feet so that it can communicate with me. All right. If it is within 100 feet, then yes, it would definitely be able to take a peek. So go ahead and roll for you for uh, Corbin. And that's plus three. It got a 13. Okay. None of you see, but this guy, as he is putting the belt on you, kind of tries to feel for your gold pouch to feel how much money you've got in there. So how much money do you have on you right now? That would be easily accessible. Um, I would say probably like 400 gold. This is a sweet deal, kid. I will tell you right now that normally when I'm traveling the precinct, I was in the Bladed Vale just two days ago. I sold someone the same fanny pack. Well, it was a little bit worse than yours, if I'm going to be completely honest here. But uh, I sold it to him for 500 gold for you today, because I'm feeling good, because you're a smart customer who has good fashion sense. I'll give it to you for 350. 350? That seems... Seems kind of high. I bought a magical item for like 25 gold last night. 
Uh, was it a magical fanny pack that could fit whatever the fuck you want to put in it? I mean, no, but how about 150? Kid, you're breaking my balls here. I gotta make money so that I can continue moving around, buying new bags. I mean, the lowest I can go would be like 325. 325? You barely moved at all. But tell you what, what do you. Is there anything you need? Maybe I can help you out somehow. I need 325 gold pieces to come from your pocket into my hand. Uh, 320. Uh, That's the lowest I can. I I got kids to feed. Does Crawl have any idea how much this stuff normally would cost or no? Um, you know that a bag of holding would probably cost you around 300 gold normally for a just completely regular bag of holding that that would probably have like a weight limit on it, like a 500 pound weight limit of what could fit in it. Um, hearing that this one can store literally any amount of weight in it, um, yeah, I don't believe you're, you're guessing that he's either bullshitting or that you're getting a really good deal. All right. Um, I I still think you're I still think you're you're making out on this and pull one over on me, but it's a deal. Three twenty. All right, kid. You are not gonna regret this. Now let's talk colors. What are you looking for? First, I need to test this thing out, and I'm gonna just open it. And I'm just gonna try to put something in it that's bigger than the fanny pack. I just want to make sure it actually works. Uh, what do you put? Try and put in there. Um. I got a fairy pie. My quarter staff. I tried to put my quarter staff in it. Gone. Gone. Yep. I then try to reach it and grab it and bring it back out. It comes back out, and not only does it come back out, but it's a little bit cleaner than when it went in. Okay, I'm very nervous. It's not like wet or anything. Nope. It's not like something licked it clean. <laughs> it does not appear that anything licked it clean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, all right. So, colors. Actually, roll me an insight check. Okay. If you get a one, you're going to think that something licked it clean. Otherwise, no, nothing licked it clean. 18. Okay, yes. No, actually, it, you from looking at it, it kind of just looks like the prestidigitation spell has been used to clean the, the, the quarterstaff. Okay. Um. So what colors you got? Oh, no, you said you can do any color, right? Any color you can think of and oh, show me, man. I can take the change this thing. Now, um, you I'm... do now have a belt. So if you wanted any, like, extra pouches or anything, like a smaller bag of holding to go, like, on the side of your belt, so you could get, like, a sweet belt going on where you got, like, your different pouches for different things, we could do that. I mean, this one pouch you sold me is, like, the best pouch ever, though. Why would I need more? I mean, what if you didn't want to mix your things together? Like, you don't want your potions to be next to your weapons or something like that. Uh, I think I'll be fine now, but maybe. Maybe I'll come back. I mean, I might not be here. I travel around a lot. Well, if not, I'll just have to buy it from somebody else, unfortunately. You're you're breaking my balls, kid. You're breaking my balls. What color do you want? I'm actually going to turn to Crete and Fio. Because... Fio dresses herself nicely, and Crete is a painter and knows a lot about color. I'm going to say, what color do you think I should get? For uh, for reference, Crawl right now is a green-skinned orc who wears, like, a brown cloak and, like, brown shoulders that have, like, tan brown shoulder pads that have, like, tan coloring on them, and just, like, brown leather pants. Like, he's very 
um, he reads background character. If you didn't know, he, he does. But all of the gear that all of stuff that he's wearing is very finely made. Hmm. I was gonna look him up and down. I think you should go with uh, the same color as your shoulder pads there. So a nice tan and maybe we could do some embellishment in one of the shades of brown. Bada boom, kid. And you see it changes and it matches exactly what Fio said. Wow. Thanks for the input. Hmm. Oh, do you not like it now? Well, I'm kind of wondering if I want to get one. Well, hmm. I got things that are much more fashionable for such a sensible lady. I I must apologize. That large Goliath man was standing in the way, and I didn't see you before. But uh, I got plenty of things for you too. Oh, like what? Uh, I mean, what do you, what do you want? I got. I mean, I got a lot of shit behind your drawer. You want? Oh, a bag? I am. You a- want a bag like his? I got. I got those. I got some that look like parses. I got some that look like little little backpacks with little drawstrings. I could get you something Ooh. that's much. I can get you like a little holster that goes like it's like it's like a quiver, right? But it's smaller, right. small quiver that you can put on your side. Hmm. Well, I kind of like the size of the bag. I I don't really want it around my waist like that though. But maybe across the chest. Would that work? I mean, like a like a bandolier. Yeah. I mean, I, I we could take it and I could let it out. I mean, I wouldn't need to let it out much more than his because, like, his waist is nearly as wide as you are, so like, like you're going diagonally. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we could definitely try and fashion something up to look good for you. Yeah, let's do something like that. All right, let mm. me take a look. Here, let me take a look. Uh, draw six. That's right. What do you think of this one? And he pulls one out and. Uh, do you know the the bandolier that Chewbacca wears in Star Wars? Do I? It it looks very much like that, except it's got like a zipper on uh, right below where like the 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 top embellishments are, and he's like, you just open the zipper up right here, and you can shove anything you want in there. Really? Can I also give it a Tesco? I mean, go for it. And how big does the zipper go? So she like kind of shimmies it on and is trying to it's, work out how big the zipper goes. It's, it's like three and a half inches across. Don't okay. worry. Don't worry. You can fit whatever you need to in there. Hmm. You, uh, you want to let your, your friend here borrow your quarterstaff for a second? Oh, sure. So you go. You're but I got to put it in this way? And so she's trying to work out how she's going to put in this giant... <laughs> You put it up. You put it up. You put it up to it, like facing the complete wrong way. Like there's no way that it should be able to fit in there, but it just like starts sliding in and like it starts bending over on itself to fit down in the pocket. Whoa! Did you see that? It's pretty fancy. Okay, so let's talk price. How much for this? This one and... here is custom work. It's custom mm-hmm. work. I had to get this off of a guy in an arena battle where I nearly lost two of my three arms. I, I, I only have two arms now, but that, that's a question for a different day. Don't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. But it was very hard to obtain this. I would sell it to you for 400 gold. And I'm only saying that, I'm only saying that because your friends and family discount. Okay. Crawl um... just like points to himself mm. in the background and looks, looks confused. Crete just sort of like narrows his eyes. Can I get a 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll an insight on that one. All right. That's uh, that's just a nine there. Great. just like, yeah, 400 sounds good. All right. So 400 gold for the lady. You, I could color it up for you just like I did for him. Say 400 if you throw in that nice little deck of cards. Ha! Oh, you, you are a very, very funny lady. That deck of cards is worth at least 25,000 gold. I don't think this deck is the deck you think. And she is going to roll to distort value. Uh, as you go to start casting that spell, uh, you can feel immediately that this guy counterspells you. At, 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 I, I, I am a, quite familiar with tricks like this. I, I want to deal fairly. What do I look like? You look like a guy who's going to give me this bag and those cards for 400. I am going to give you this bag for 400 and I'll throw in the, the changing of the colors and everything for free like I did with your friend. I was going to come down a little bit, but after that shit, like, 400's where I'm at, sweetie. Fine. Good luck selling the cards. I will find someone for that pack someday, don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Could, could be you. Come back with the money, and don't try that bullshit again, or you're not going to find your ass in the arena, you got me? Oh, sweetie, we're high for victory. Okay. Ooh, you got one victory in the arena. I'm real worried. Take, give me the money. What color you want? Black. Boom. It's black. Takes money from both of you guys. Thank you for coming by. Mr. Uh, Tan Pants there. Please come by again soon. Fire lady. I'll see you if I see you. Mm-hmm. So you guys finish that up. Is there anything else anybody wanted to look for last minute? Before you guys head out for the duck fart. Nope. All right. Uh, while you guys begin heading kind of northwest in between where the, the risers and the toppers neighborhoods are, and you're following the road towards duck fart, we are going to roll back. Last night, as you guys went out to go on this party, Trill decided that it was time to go home. He hadn't been there in a little while, and he needed to check in on his mom. Trill, as you are going home, it is kind of early morning, dawn is kind of coming up. When you are coming up towards the upper part of a house that you and your mom live in, the, the downstairs used to be your dad's shop, it used to be Barbaly Alchemy, and you can see that the light in the main living area that you guys are uh, staying in is on as you were kind of coming up the street. What is Trill thinking about right now? Um, well, I mean, he's thinking about a lot of things. Um, regarding the uh, light specifically, it's kind of strange because usually the lights are out by this time. Um, I mean, obviously we live above what used to be the alchemy shop, um, but you know, we kind we kind of rent out the lower rooms now for other store since uh, we know we can't really, wouldn't be able to afford the rent otherwise. Um, but in regards to the arena fight, I mean, Trill's kind of, I guess he kind of feels hollowed out by it. Um, the victory didn't really feel nearly as much as like a victory as he thought it would, uh, especially considering that at the end of it, it was very much kind of a, uh, well, you guys could have just asked and been nice and I would have just told you. And I think that kind of really took the wind out of his sails. 
and you know and then the fact that at the end of the day he was kind of too afraid to you know challenge him directly and so you know he had Fio and uh, Kral doing the fighting which was kind of the intention the whole time but actually having it happen I think felt different than he thought it would so he's kind of dejected and a little kind of despondent you're feeling all of those emotions and and seeing kind of what your actions brought about in a whole new light and it's kind of put this weight in your chest and as you come in through the back door and you kind of because you guys you have a, a literal door that goes out and there's like most people would have stairs that lead up to this door because it's on the second story but you guys are fairies you don't need that you can just fly up there so there's just a door on the second floor and it's on the back side of the building in like the alleyway and as you fly up and you open the door quietly um, and you come inside and you see your mom is sitting there in a rocking chair and she since your dad's business uh, since your dad died and since the business kind of went under she's been making money for the family as best she can first by figuring out how to rent out the downstairs to to various people who wanted to use it but then by making little trinkets that she will go down to the bazaar sometimes to sell and you see that she is sitting in her chair and she's got a small little table next to her that is just covered in the little trinkets and baubles that she makes and you can get the feeling that she's probably been here all night making these things and waiting for you to get home um i'm home me oh. i'm still alive oh sweetheart i'm oh, i was so worried you you didn't come home and then it was just she gets up and she she drops what's in her hands and she flies over to you that looked, and, that was valuable. and and you you smell like brownies when when you fly around but your mom has this very floral fragrance that always surrounds her that's kind of a mixture of, of jasmine and and you know uh, very sweet smelling flowers and you, that smell starts to kind of overtake you as you know that all of her emotions are kind of like boiling up inside of her and so it's smelling very powerful right now as she flies towards you she just grabs you in like a goliath strength hug <laughs> I just, I don't know, I don't know what I would ever do if I lost you. I, I lost your father, and I just, I'm, I'm glad you're safe. And she's, oh, oh I'm, I'm so sorry. She lets go and, and floats back a little bit. Um, well, you know, uh, I, I, I could take care of myself. You know, you don't have anything to worry about. I'm, uh, I'm pretty, uh, sophisticated about these kinds of things, so, um. You don't really have to worry so much when Sweet. I'm Dar Darling, I am always going to worry about you, especially <sighs> we lost your father, and we didn't think that that could happen here. We didn't lose Dad. What do you... what? He left. He chose to. It's a choice. She slaps you just across your face. How... <sighs> I've been up worried about you, and you're just going to come in here and start talking these bad things about your uh, father? Sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. I just, 
I just, I'm glad you're safe. And he just goes into her room, which is the only room in this place. You sleep out on the couch. I fought in the arena, kind of. It's nothing from her room. You can see that the light is on in there, and you can hear her little wings as she's kind of flying back and forth right now. I guess it feels good to be out. I mean, at this point, uh, Trill just kind of, you know, picks up the little trinket that his mom was making and puts it back on the table. Uh, when and... you pick up the trinket, you can see that the the image that has been used on all of the fairy pies or that have been selling around town, she has been, like, etching them into small little silver buttons that people can buy and wear that say... Come to the wheel, the home of the Barbelly family, and the wonderful people of Cheese. And each one of them has your face just etched into it perfectly. You can tell that there are dozens of this thing on the table. Kind of hoping these don't sell. Uh, I'm going to toss it back on the table with the others. And uh, I guess I'll just kind of take a seat there and start working on a homunculus. Okay. I'm going to fish in my old uh, bin of stuff because, you know, all these, basically anything we have, we kind of keep just because, you know, she makes them into trinkets. Um, and so I grab out this old kind of toy that I've had for years and years and years since I was a little kid. And it's, if you ever, if you guys remember the Kush balls from um, back in like the 90s, early 90s, yep. those ones with that little, yep, it's that with little kind of googly eyes on it. And I'm going to make that into my homunculus. All right. You craft this little homunculus during the night. Um, probably 30 minutes into tinkering around with this thing, you see that the light in your mom's room goes out. Um, it is it is daybreak now. It is, it is coming into being the day. So it could have been that she went to sleep or it could have just been that she just turned it off um but you're sitting there and you're you're futzing with this thing and after a little while you fall asleep when you wake up again you are laying on on the couch you had been kind of off to the side of it working on this thing and and had just kind of passed out about next to your little toolbox and you can tell your mom had picked you up when you were sleeping and put you on the couch, covered you with a blanket, set a glass of water out for you, probably put down your, your daily food rations and everything that you that she would have gone out that morning to go and collect. And there's just a small note that says, be back soon. I'm sorry I yelled at you. And just pick up the paper and look at it and like, there's no apology for hitting me though. Well, I guess I deserve that one. I deserved a lot of it. <sighs> so uh, Trill goes back to, to fussing around with some of the, the things in his house and kind of messing around with his uh, artificer's tools and finish doing the finishing work on getting them homunculi right because you got it working last night, but it wasn't kind of where you wanted it to be. So you're doing a few more things. And your mom comes back in and she's... Very excited when she comes. Trill, Trill, you won't believe it. Um, oh? I sold them all. Every trinket today. Oh. Oh, that's, that's great, Mother. I'm, I'm very happy. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. I was out there and, you know, 
most of the time, people will just come by and... Uh, uh, oh, I'm so excited right now. <clears throat> Let me... <sighs> I was there, and I was selling all of the... Um, and, you know, most days I sell a few. Uh, you, you know how it goes. But this beautiful-looking Janasi man came by, and he bought every single trinket, and he paid me extra. I made 50 gold today. Wait, Janasi, what type? Uh, fire, I believe. You didn't happen to get a name from him, did you? Um, Mr... Mr. Beyond Doc, I believe he said his name Beyond was. Doc. He said he was in town for a meeting or something, and he'd had one of the fairy pies, and when he saw the etching, he thought that he would take it back and give it out to his workers as like a memento for their journey. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> that's great. I always wanted to be a mascot for alcoholic pastries. My my trinkets didn't mention anything about whatever business dealings you and Merrick's maybe getting up to. It was that was it was not a like no. We have to make it clear. I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't ask for them to do that. They just did it like always do. Like everyone always does. They just did it. And now I'm just living with the consequences, like everything else. You are so much like him. He used to say the same thing about Merrick. I didn't want to make the deal. He made me come and work on his stuff. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, actually, never mind. Um, yeah, never mind. Forget it. I, I oh. made a good amount of money today. Do you want to go to dinner tonight? Like somewhere fancy for um, once? No, actually, um, Mom, I've been meaning to uh, tell you. I went to the Coliseum yesterday, actually, uh, for the first time in a long time. Um, I kind of got revenge. Hey. You got revenge? No, not really. I mean, I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't. I thought it was going to feel great. I thought this is going to be my time. This is going to be it. You know, here what it was. A freaking mix-it company exec just shitting all over the freaking bar. And I could have put him in his place. I know he told me to leave him alone. Um, but just, he was talking a lot of horrible things. And my friends were all like, you know, kind of getting involved. And I couldn't just let it go. And I made things worse again and kept talking. And yeah. Oh, did I mention I have friends? I was just about to ask. Yeah. You made friends? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. Real, real mm. friends? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I always had a lot of friends and everything, but, uh, you know. No. <laughs> I, 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 you grew up here. I know. I, ever since you were a very young child, uh, you've been a bit off putting. I, I mean, I love you, sweetie, but. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they feel the same. I mean, no, I I am sure they see you just the way that I see you and the way that your father saw you. You are overly ambitious, and you move quicker than your brain can think sometimes, but you have a good heart. You wouldn't you smell actually... like brownies if you didn't, and she put, pushes on your nose a little bit. Yeah, no, but yeah, that's actually kind of sounds like something Creed said. He's a, uh, this huge 
beefy Goliath. I mean, this guy, this guy, he can like, I mean, he wouldn't, but he could probably pick up just about anyone I know and literally rip them down the middle. You know, like what some people do those tricks with like the, you know, really thick like books. Yeah, he could do that. Like just whoosh, sound effect and everything. It is insane watching this guy fight. Oh man. And then you got crawl. He's like this, you know, kind of, kind of cool, calm, complacent, kind of like, not really complacent, no, cool, calm, collected druid. And honestly, I don't have, I can't even get a read on him. The guy's hard to figure out, but he's like super nice, super welcoming. Ah, and then you have, so Fio, who, well, we met her in a situation. Um, Point is, we found her and, you know, she's, I guess, part of the friend circle party group thing i don't know friends she's a friend now i guess uh you would actually probably really like her um, she's well, reminds me a lot of you she's uh always always working to get money and rise up and make herself better and stuff sounds exhausting frankly i am just i can't even say how you went to the arena? You have friends? Like, who are you, Trill? This is <laughs> wonderful. No, I'm the same person. I didn't fight. I let my friends risk their lives or limb or whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they would have lost, I would have had to drink a bunch of beer out of a dog bowl in the middle of the arena. What? Uh, moving past that. Um, but, I mean, the reason was, it was for a good reason. We were trying to help create find his sisters and that that's a that's a good reason to fight right like that well, makes it worth it you always fight for family trill yeah but i mean i mean does it change it if i actually kind of just wanted to fight to see mix it lose well i think that you can do both a good thing and a bad thing at the same time sometimes right. and even if you did a bad thing if you did a good thing too hopefully it balances out what if when you get what you want it just doesn't feel like you really got anything at all i think that then you need to reevaluate what brought you there you know when your dad died I didn't know how we were going to make it. I mean, yes, I know that we have food and we have housing here, but you became used to a certain life that I couldn't provide for you anymore. And I had to make do the best I could. I had to let people into the space that your father built with his bare hands. The fact that we have to rent that out downstairs kills me. It does. But I needed to make sure that you could do the things you wanted to do. And I'd... sometimes I had to make bad decisions to do it, but we got here. You have friends now. I made 50 gold today. Oh, yes, that brings me back to the arena. I I know you told me not to, but I made some bets. Um, With money that we could have... Yes, real money. Yeah. No, 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 no. See, this is, this is part of the, the bad thing that turns into a good thing. So everything's fine, right? I think that's where we ended up, right? Okay, I'm um, I'm listening, oh, and I'm uh, home, and you're telling me a good <laughs> thing. Yes, stay that uh, that state, calm state. I like that one. Um, where's my bag? Oh, here. 
Uh, and Trill, I'm just going to dump out like a good 800 of the 1600 gold that I currently have to my name on the table. You see that she's been holding this 50 gold in her hand like it was the last 50 gold in the precincts. And she just lets go of it and drops it to the ground like, wow. It's me, that's, the that's... sun, breadwinner. I'm. So you had the money to bet. Wait, are you angry or you... I can't tell? I don't think that I. I think I'm both. I think I'm both elated and enraged at the same time. Why does that always seem to happen? But like, I'm proud of you. But like, yeah, irresponsible. But oh. it worked out. But yeah, like... right. Uh, I mean, that's uh, <sighs> uh. Right, let's. This is. I mean, it's, a, it's nice having the money, though. Right? She she reaches down and she picks her 50 gold back up. And she goes, this is wonderful. But this is your money. Let me take you out with mine tonight. We'll go have dinner at a restaurant. My treat. And then you can get back to your friends. Maybe it's time. I, I, don't, I don't mean this to sound like a punishment because I was just mad and happy, but maybe it's time you moved out. What? Wait, to where? Are you kicking me out on the street? Oh, we would talk to the guardians, we would find you some housing, or if you have friends, maybe you could stay with them if they have extra rooms. I, I just... I know that part of you still being here, and part of what's kind of held you back is that you still live at home with Mom. And you feel like you have to take care of me because your dad's not here. But... I made 50 gold today. I can do this. You can do it. Alright, well, the 800's still there. I mean, that's just for the collateral and all the things I've broken and all the money you've had to pay out for people to honey, fight for honey, us in the arena. And think, take this money. Think of it as me betting on you. Mm-hmm. You never bet at all, though. I'll take 400 back. I'm not betting at all. I've got my money right here. You finish messing with that strange little thing, and I'm going to go and... <laughs> what, you mean Puff? Yeah, I thought I'd give him some new life, you know? I'm... I'm glad that in addition to Puff, you have other friends, but I... Puff is back. Yay! Well, yeah, but I'm not talking to him anymore. I mean, I kind of can't now, but, you know... I'm listen. I'm gonna go get ready. I'm gonna make us a nice reservation at a place in town, and we can go eat tonight. And then tomorrow morning, you can go off and start your big adventure. All right. All right. Yeah. So you see that she takes off back into her room, and she's messing around back there. You see that she's like taking different dresses that she has and like ripping them apart, and then taking them and like sewing them back together to make herself something new, which is something you're very familiar with. You are messing around with your your homunculus and and just kind of enjoying a day with your mom. That with it with a new kind of sense of connection with her uh, with a new 
understanding of what she sees in uh, so good, guys, man. it comes around to that night you guys go out for dinner uh, she picks a place that is a restaurant that kind of overlooks the bazaar and where the arena is because there's gorgeous lighting down there there's a hum going around you guys have a big lavish meal especially for for the two of you you guys have not eaten like this probably in 10 years five years even when your dad was alive you know money was tight because of mix it coming in on you guys so doing luxury stuff was kind of hard but you know you you can see here that your mom has spared no expense in taking you out tonight and of all of the gold she has made you're guessing that she has spent it all and then a little bit more at the end of the meal, you guys go out, you guys uh, kind of just fly over the bazaar area together, reminiscing on, you know, old times together and different shops that you guys had, had gone to together. You know, you're telling her different stories about what you and you see in, in your future with Crete and how you're trying to act as this manager for him. You tell her all about Anita and your interactions with Pauline and Rupert and how you're so much happier that you have her as a mom and not somebody like Pauline as a mom. And as it comes up towards the end of the night, you guys kind of get back to your place and she just kind of looks at you and she goes, you know, Trill, I, for a long time, I was really worried about you and I didn't know if Wait, it was you something, I didn't know if it was something that, you know, your father and I did because we just kind of gave you everything or if it was just your personality bud but mm -hmm. i i am so proud of what you are becoming and i can't wait to see how you keep growing i am gonna go i'm gonna go get myself tucked in i've this was a really long day for me um but you know if if you're not here when i wake up in the morning um i can't wait to hear from you. I mean, I'll come back occasionally, as often. If, as if, you, if you do, if you do, I can't wait to see you, but I'll be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, once I'm done and all that, I mean, I'm going to have to come back so I can, you know, <laughs> rent out that store from you. I cannot wait for you to come back and do that. <laughs> yeah. She walks over and she picks up off of the... The one nice piece of furniture in your house is this mantelpiece that used to be downstairs, and it's very oversized for the room that it's in. She opens it up, and it has been since your dad died that you can remember that your mom has just left this thing here, not touched it, not done anything with it. And she opens it up, and she reaches inside, and she pulls out this thing that looks like a small in 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 real world terms small swiss army knife and you see it and it was your dad's tool it is what he built the entire house that you're standing in with it is what he built everything that he ever did that wasn't alchemy related he used this tool to do it also has been fashioned with some alchemical tools for when he was doing mixing and stuff like that but this thing can act as any tool that you need it to um, and can switch in between tools as a bonus action and she walks over and she goes i know he would want you to have it all right that's uh that's dad's every tool yeah I thought you sold that after I, you know, smashed all those bottles at the mix it store. And, uh, 
No. Yeah. I uh, I actually ended up working for the Mixit store for about three weeks to pay that off, actually. Because I couldn't bear it. Sorry. It happens, honey. Should parents make sacrifices for their children so that we can see them grow. And that's all I want to see. Mm. So, you take this, and you go be you. The world needs it. And she goes into her bedroom to go to sleep for the night. So, it is evening. Uh, I'm assuming that you're going to rest up here for a little while, but you wake up a little bit before dawn. Start packing up the few things you need to take with you. You know, you don't take everything with you, but you take the stuff you think your mom can't use to, to do trinkets and stuff like that. And you pack it all up into your bag and you look around and you grab Puff, toss him on your shoulder, and you fly out of the door of your and family I, home. On the way out, I'm leaving 200 gold just tucked underneath one of the mattresses. Maybe she'll forget that. Maybe she'll think she stuffed it there. Some There's, there is one mattress in this place, and your mom is sleeping on it. I mean, underneath the couch cushion. Okay, <laughs> very good, very good. Yep. Not like a tooth fairy. Not that kind of fairy. Yeah. <laughs> you shove it in the couch cushions, uh, and yeah. you, you take off. You head out to go find the, the rest of the group, and as far as you know, the last time you left them, they were at the Dragon Slagon, so you head over that way to try and run into them. When you show up outside, uh, Leroy is the first one who spots you. Oh, hey, hi, you're late for work, I think. I'm not actually sure if I'm working. No, I mean, ever. like, I mean, like, yet yesterday you, you didn't, you didn't oh, come into work. Yeah, I'm 24 hours late, I think. Sorry. Oh, it's it okay. It was a kind I of a day. I won't fire you. <laughs> I can't fire you. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, Leroy. Uh, hey, have you seen um, Crete and Crawl in, uh, in, in Fio? Um, they left a little while ago to... Wait a minute. Hold on. And he pulls mm. out like a little, little sketch pad journal, and he looks at it and he goes, they went to go over, over, over to... Spence is killing me, Laurie. Please. The, the duck fart. Uh, wait, what? Oh, they went to the... Wait, why? I, I don't. I didn't get that, but I heard them talking when Crete was trying to pick up the stone. He was taking a morning constitutional. What? That's Never what? mind. No, forget it. I ignore that. What? I don't want details. Um. Okay, they left. They went there. All right. I'm gonna leave before Pauline yells at me, or Anita, or. Whatever. Okay. Um, Do you want me to tell them you came by? Um. Ah. Uh, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Tell them. Uh, um. Yeah. You very quickly beat feet before Pauline or Anita or anybody else can come by and open that door, and you can get seen. I, I'm assuming that with your little beady wings, you're just going to kind of fly in the most direct mm -hmm. route that you can toward the, the road that is leading that way. So 
the, we're going to come back to the rest of the group. Uh, you guys have been walking along and looking for a, a wagon that was empty enough to give you a little bit of travel. Uh, you finally find one. There is a guy who is transporting cheese from one of the local places here. It's actually Eladrin's farm that he is transporting it from. And he is taking it northwest or northeast to another precinct for trade. But he has enough room kind of on the back of the wagon for you guys to sit on the back with kind of your feet dangling off. You guys are riding along for just a little bit when off in the distance you can make out these tiny little fairy wings beating as fast as they possibly can. Trill is, uh, Trill is chasing us. Great <laughs> will uh, lean over towards the driver and be like, if it's not too much trouble, could you uh, Pick slow up the down pace? for just a little bit? Whoa. Whoa. What? Trill's, Trill's chasing us, Fio. The exercise. Uh, Have you seen the, him? He's not fat. The the little gentleman that is driving this thing is a, a a rather portly dwarven guy, and he goes, "All right, all right, I can slow it down. Not too much, though. I, I do have schedules to keep. Of course, yeah, no, no of course. The, uh, you should have a friend who needs to catch up here. Uh, I I understand. For you, Crete, anything." He slows it down just a little bit, and uh, Trill takes you probably another two minutes to get caught up to him, and you have been flapping your little wings for probably about four miles straight. Oh, oh, jeez, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot easier um, catching up to catching up to with a cart if you're coming at it from the side, you know. But when you're coming from behind, it's a uh, Oh, jeez. Uh, Hi. Hey, Trill. How are you doing? Uh, you know, well, um, sorry. I Where have you did, been? Um, I had to, you know, go check back in with the house, you know, go, uh, make sure everything is okay, you know, um, that kind of thing. Just, you know. Pay some bills and uh, take care of my, you know, family stuff. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. How's your family? Just great, fantastic. It's <laughs> they've uh, they're doing great actually. Uh, well, mom's doing fantastic, great. Um, you know, she was thrilled about the uh, Coliseum and everything like that. Uh, you know, said she's never been prouder. Uh, she said she always knew I could do it. It's it feels good. Um, how are you guys doing? Pretty well. We got um, we got a little bit more information. Not much, but a little bit more information about Mistos, and we're going now to talk with Zonk, who saw the whole black thing swallow Nixon Knox. And oh he's, yes, he's supposed to be at the Duck Fart. Hmm. I guess that's really the only reason you ever want to go there. And Fio and I bought these fancy bags, and I show off the bag. Oh on my we god! We did. You guys went shopping without me. Oh, those look so nice. Mm-hmm. Custom. They're bags of holding. Oh, very nice. That's pretty neat. Can I like just? Can I just touch like the material? That's yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. That's quality. Yeah, touches. Okay, just a little. It's. Yeah, yours is nice too, File. You know, I mean, they're um. Sweetheart, mine was a custom-made one. Wait, uh, really? 
trill as an artificer as you are looking at these things uh both of them you recognize as being crafted by your father um where did you um where where did you buy these from goblin in the bazaar oh did he uh he make them i don't know if he said he made them he said he no, got he one in an arena battle well, oh yeah, yes yeah. Oh, that is I mean, true. Who knows if he's telling the truth? You know, well, how let me, uh, are. can I just lift the flap here? You see yeah. that right where the barbly name imprint would be on these things. Rather crudely, over top of it, you see carved in buzzard filigree. Buzzard filigree. What? Hmm. Oh no, no. Just um, looks like the the name here is covering up um. You know, the original maker. And as you recognize these, uh, you would know, and you could you could inform the party, that uh, these bags of holding are infinite spaces that they can be put into. They Anything that you could think of can be put into them, and it, when you pull it out, it will be clean. You know, my, um, you know, my, my dad, you know, besides doing alchemy, um, he actually did a lot of work with... Uh, you know other wondrous, wondrous items and whatnot. Um, kind of a master of all things artificing and whatnot. Um, his his specialty, which actually kind of is what paid for like a lot of the store when we first got started, um, was that uh his bags of holding would like you know clean things when you put them in them. Um, like uh you know put clothes in there that come out clean. Um, gold comes out clean. I'm not sure why you need to, but it's nice. And uh, people thought it was pretty nifty. You know, weren't wet or anything. They were just, uh, just thoughtless clean. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's what this does. Did, yeah, I mean, these you, ones do that. Yeah, well. yeah. Did your dad like give a pass on that? No, no. Right? He just uh, he made a, a whole lot of them, and then he kind of stopped making them. I don't think anyone else has ever actually. Uh, so this was made by you know, your you dad. Could, you could see the where the logo used to be right there under under that um, buzz. Yeah, the thing. How would this guy have two, probably more, of these things from your father? Um. Well, you know, he. We moved on to other ventures, other more profitable avenues. And and so to I, liquidate a, all your assets. Yeah, we sold everything. Uh, it's but tough. those look. I mean, it, I'm glad that you guys have them. That's. I'm sure he. He'd love it. I thought you guys have him. Do you want me to try to find out about this buzzard guy? No, it's... Um, I think I have enough enemies <laughs> right now. Uh, what was his name, though? Buzzard buzzard Filigree, right? Right. Yep. Don't, uh... Yeah, I'll I'll look into it. Don't, um, don't worry. Oh, have you guys met Puff? I kind of hey. point to my shoulder. No. Oh, hey, like I, Puff. Brightly multicolored, you know, little koosh ball looking thing with uh, googly eyes. Have yeah. you met Corbin? And I call my raven down to my shoulder. Ah, ah. Whoa, whoa, easy. He's he's still young. I mean, well, he's a homunculus, so I'm not sure if he gets scared, really. But Puff just kind of vibrates almost like a cat purr mm. on your shoulder when Corbin comes down. <laughs> just lets out a kind of a... Chris just kind of like, you know, mumbles to us. Well, you know, one of these days I'm going to get some of my own pets. Yeah, is everyone going to pet? Is it a thing? 
Well, no, no, this is a, this was something my dad made for me when I was <clears throat> younger. Uh, you know, like one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of uh, held on to it ever since. It's mostly just for like throwing around, but uh, you know, I figured I'd give it some uh, give it a facelift, so to speak. Not not actually a facelift, uh, Puff. Don't worry. It's just a figure you, speech. You see his whole face kind of warbles up and down. Yeah. It's funny. I always imagined he was nervous when I was a kid. I guess it turns out he is. Hmm. So, uh, what's the plan when we get there? We're going to have Crete do a shakedown. I mean, is Fio going to come in there, act like she owns the place, start making demands of everyone? Hmm, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was just planning on fighting Zonk and asking him some questions. That does seem like the best option. Yeah. Right. You can find some interesting characters at the duck fought. That's kind of all they really have. That and beer. And not very good beer. But they have really good, interesting yeah. characters. That is true. It looks like you should open a store like that. It's like we don't actually sell anything. We just have interesting people around. Oh, wait, I think that's like a hostess bar. Damn, never mind. Forget that idea. I'm focused on getting information about Nixon box. And so, yes, let's try not to cause too much trouble. Um, At least not, not more than we need to. Yes, we need to find Nixon Knox. Which one found me attractive? Do you remember? Was it Nix? I'm pretty sure that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but you know, that's fine. I get it. I get it. You're a protective brother. Um all right. So we got a game plan. Um anything I can do to help? Be yourself, man. Right. I don't know about that. Last time that got us in the Coliseum. You mean it got us a bunch of gold? Well, okay. Look at that optimism. See, I, this I would is why we really, need to have. I would really not like to go into that. Oh, into I, the I, I again, yeah, I, I still I was kind of terrified. Yeah, crawl was. Yeah, I'm still in agreement with crawl. You guys <sighs> can continue riding along in this this cheese vehicle, and after you guys are riding for a little bit, you guys are like, hey, I don't know if you guys want any, but there's some cheese back there. Don't take too oh, yeah. much. Crete's just like grabs the nearest wheel. I'm going to lean towards Fio and be like, how fast do you think you can eat that? Before you finish the sentence, half of it is gone. Shit. Damn it. You got to slow down, Crete. We're trying to make bets here. Yeah. Uh, Crete will uh, Crete will just like polish off the whole wheel um, and he'll put down a couple of gold to, to compensate. <laughs> the guy's like, thank you. Thank you. You guys can continue riding along, uh, and you are probably about 10 to 15 minutes further down the road from the duck fart when in a wagon coming back the opposite direction from it, in the the back of it, similarly riding like you, is a very familiar-looking figure. Is that Zonk? It is. Um, Uh, Should we be getting out? It takes just like a minute or two until your carts are like right next to each other. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, could you stop, please? Oh, oh okay. 
And I'm holding a hand out to the guy in front of us and the guy going the opposite way with the other cart. You kind of cause like a little traffic jam here that just like then perpetuates all along the entire freaking precinct. Uh, but yeah, they stop for a second so you guys can hop off. Uh, and Zonk looks over. Oh, you again. I just run up to the person driving that cart and I say, could we please get a ride back? We need to talk with Zonk. And we were going to find him, but you have him. Um, sure, you can you can hop into the the back. I mean, I don't know if all of you are going to be able to fit back there. I could just sit on top, you know, or fly behind. I'll, I'm fine. I mean, I don't think you were talking about me. I'm probably the smallest one here. I, I, I can walk if need be. That's okay. All right, we're going to be moving along, though. Yep. Did you, like, turn into a giant cat or something? Not, not a giant one. No. Oh. Wait, but you can't turn into a cat? Yeah. That's awesome! What's your what? What's it like? Oh, sorry. Later. Yeah. Focus. Can we get going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cause a traffic jam for too long. For you guys, you guys are all trying to, like, pack yourselves into the back of this thing. Zonk is already pretty large. He he is a an orc, so I mean he he takes up some room. You put a Goliath in the back next to him, and that's pretty much all of it. Fio, the the driver offers you the seat next to him, and then crawl if you want to. You can kind of like squeeze yourself in between. How long of a drive is it again? How long have we been? You you guys have probably been riding for about. You're almost there. You're like fifteen to twenty minutes away, so you've been riding for about three hours. I'm just gonna turn into a cat, so I'm tiny, and I don't take up room. All right. You can yeah, come you... sit with me then. You I want to sit down with him. You guys start right. rolling back towards town. <clears throat> I've, 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 bit of drink this morning, but how can I assist you, Zog? We know that you talked to Nix and Knox the other night. Yeah. And uh, something unusual occurred, and they disappeared. Uh, maybe? <laughs> Zonk, I need you to try very hard. Nix and Knox were speaking with you the other night, around midnight, when you and them were suddenly cast into a area of darkness. And when that darkness went away, witnesses say you were left alone uh, with a lot of new bottles around you. You know, I'm having... I'm having trouble remembering anything. But I think I could jog my memory. I would need something incredibly powerful, though. Warven ale. It's the only thing that'll work. Did he say woven? Warven. Warven. Are you? Uh, are you really serious? Uh, you want me to remember? It's what I need. All right. Where can we get this? Um, when I was in town last, I believe I saw it at a mix-it store. 
All right. Do you know which one? There's like one on every corner. There's so fucking many of them. Yeah, I know. Just bring me the wolf and ale. I'll tell you what I remember. Uh, if we go to one of the mixed stores, we can talk to the cashier, and they can check the inventory at the other stores, and they should let us know which one has the war of an ale. Right. All right. Don't ask me why I know that. Zonk, listen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. friend. Yes. I need to know where Nixon knocks are and that they're safe. I need wolf and ale. I understand. We'll get that for you. Okay. Where are you going to be? In front of the arena. I may have found out someone was paying off my bar tab. So I drank more. You know, I said that I was doing that at the flagon, right? Oh, fuck. Wolf and ale. All right. I'll need to take care of this fucking hangover. Mm, she charges the fee for that now. I don't have money. Then you'll have to negotiate with something else like the rest of us do. You are very forward. But no thank you. We'll, we'll talk to Pauline for you. Don't worry. I'm gonna just... I'm just gonna nap on your shoulder. He leans over and just rests his head and his breath reeks of alcohol. He just kind of like turns his head away and it's like sort of mumbles under his breath. <sighs> Glorious, difficult path to walk. You guys make it back to town. And when you make it back to town, almost immediately there is a mix-it store uh, before you get to like where the bazaar is. So you guys can hop off and head in if you would like. Uh, you know that Zonk is going to be outside of the arena. Sounds like a plan. All right, you guys hop off. You walk inside. Uh, you see that the the Mix It Ink store at this time of day is is kind of furiously moving around. There's people walking in. Uh, it's almost got kind of like a New York deli style feel to it, where people are walking up with their orders, and the Mix It people are very happily filling them out, passing things around. And as you guys walk in, somebody's like, "Welcome to Mix It Ink, perfect people." And then they they stop for a second. Uh, I got it wrong again. Sorry, sorry. Uh, welcome to Mix and Ink. Uh, can, how can I help you? We need Warven Ale. Oh, uh, yeah, I can. Can be. Wow, nobody. One second. She turns around and she heads off into the back, and you guys are kind of left alone in the store for a second. Crete, you just walked into the store normally. I don't know what else has been going on. Uh, so the rest of you guys, tell me kind of what you guys have been doing as Zonk and and uh, Crete were unsuccessfully trying to find out some information together. So uh, on the cart ride, or once we're there, uh, you can give me a little bit on the cart ride if you want. So crawl changed into a cat. And then Fire said, hey, come sit up here uh, on my lap, because he's small and tiny, and then just naturally starts to to pat him and absentmindedly. And, and, and Trill kind of joins in. Yep, and Crawl just eagerly accepts the dual pets and scritches. Mm-hmm. Um, can I assume that I could? This can be a short rest for him. Yeah, yeah, you can take. All right, a short so rest. he's he's taking a short rest. Is it a half hour or hour in this world? Uh, we're gonna do that. Your short rest is gonna be a thirty minute period. 
Okay, so he's basically constantly short resting to get his wild shape charge back, and then just redoing the cat so that he can stay in cat form for now. All right. So are you still in a cat form when everybody's walking into the store? Yep. Oh yeah. And it's gonna last for two more hours. Yep. Fire is carrying him around. She's kind of thinking him. I'm like, ooh, is he my pet? <laughs> and Trill is uh, as soon as you guys approach the store, um, Trill kind of just kind of does this whistling thing and kind of just hovers around outside and waits uh, to avoid a uh, scene since he's technically forbidden from entering the mixed you, stores. You you were standing there next to two other guys who were just kind of standing out in front of this place. One of them's kind of a, a skinnier guy and one of them's a little bit of a larger guy wearing a trench coat. And they're just they just kind of look over and then look back. Back inside the store, uh, again, everything is kind of whirling around and it's crazy and uh, the, the small... Uh, store clerk, the the human store clerk who had run off to go find somebody for you guys comes back and she brings Pep. Oh! Hey! Uh, good to see you again! Hello. How can I help? Glad you guys are here to use those coupons! I need Warven Ale. Oh! Alright. Okay. Um, wow, I, I didn't actually believe her when she came back and told me that's what you were here for, but... Uh... Certainly, we can certainly do that. Um, one second, and he leaves to head off towards the back. Uh, and you can kind of see um, through. Go ahead. Sorry, just as a real quick reference, Corbin is still outside, and he would be watching Trill and the area. And if something goes wrong, he could still telepathically communicate. With me. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. No. You. You. The only thing that Corbin reports back to you is that the two guys that are standing near Trill seem to be like handing small packages to people and they seem to be giving them coins and then they wander away. You guys can see through the door that Pebble walked through that he kind of walks over to a what, what looks like a vault and he casts a quick spell in front of it and the, the uh, different locks seem to t- twist and engage with one another and then it opens up and you can see inside inside of this thing looks like the, the edges of it are like covered in ice and, and kind of like it's a for us it's like a stand-up freezer and he reaches inside and grabs the one thing inside of this vault and pulls it out and closes the vault behind him and brings it back out all right we have uh one bottle of warvid ale here uh with your 20 percent off coupon that'll be uh 1600 gold great over oh you might uh mm-hmm uh, he just like hands her his gold pouch of like 980 gold. I don't want to deal with this. Can you? Okay. Pebble turns from looking at Crete to looking at File. How much? Again? 1600 gold. Pebble, come on. Really? That That's with 20% off. Is this stuff really that good? Uh, I personally have never had it. Uh, it is some very, very powerful stuff. Uh, it's said to be created with brewing techniques and divination med. It, it's weird stuff. It's the only bottle that we have in the precinct right now. And because uh, I'm the manager, I, I have the codes to be able to get in there because most people don't want to come in here buying this. I was quickly going to look back to Crete and be like, you sure about this? Or it's just like it's what it's what he asked for at this point. I I have no reason to argue. 
how about if I put my coupon on top of this? Uh, I'm sorry, the coupons don't work like that, unfortunately, because then, like, all of you could use your coupons together and get 80% off of something. And that's, yeah, that would be pretty nice. It's not good for business. Just this one time. I mean, come on. Look, I, I've already gone down as far as I can without further <sighs> approval from, from a district manager, and this is this is the best I can do right now. That's all the power you got? Fine. Okay. I guess we'll go with that. All right. Uh, here you go. Uh, he takes 1,600 gold from you. He hands you the Warven Ale. Uh, when the Warven Ale bottle goes in your hand, it's it's probably about the same size as a wine bottle, um, but it feels just icy cold when you grab it. The, it doesn't have any like condensation on the outside of it, even though it is just like icy cold and the bottle itself uh the outside of it is kind of a brownish color to kind of uh cover up whatever is inside of it but there is like a light red aura that kind of glows around the bottle you have the warven ale in hand and you know where zonk is about probably a five to ten minute walk away i just kind of eyeing the bottle up I wonder how good this is. I mean, that is a pretty hefty price tag. Crawl in cat form looks up here and, like, narrows his eyes. Okay. We'll go to Zonk. Fine. Alright, so you guys head out of the store. Uh, Trill, you have kind of been just standing next to these two guys awkwardly, and, like, one of them just keeps humming to himself and making up little songs, and eventually, like, they smell your brownies, and they start eyeing you. And so you move to the other side of the door. The party comes outside, and uh, you guys start moving back through uh, the area, uh, through the, the bazaar. You see that there are various places that you guys pass by. Uh, you do pass by Buzzard Filigree's uh, stand again, if you guys would like to stop. Oh, I'm going to point him, point him out to Trill. That's the guy. Oh. Um, but I do want to warn you that he is totally up for arena fight, so be careful if you're going to say anything. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about saying anything. I just, um, yeah. Uh, excuse me, sir. Oh, uh, hey there, kid. Yes. Hey, you kid. Look, you look like just my kind of customer. Uh, mm. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. You don't run with the best of company, but, uh, hey, what can you do? How can I help you? I was actually just curious. Where did you find those, uh, amazing bags of holding? I've never seen anything quite like them. I collect shit from everywhere, kid. Uh, that's kind of what I do. I deal in magical goods, I buy things from people, I sell things to people, I occasionally see things I want, and I challenge people to arena battles, you know. How much did you sell those for? Uh, 750 gold, I think. But, oh, no, 720 gold. Your, uh, your cute friend there got a discount. Nice. They're actually worth a lot more than that, but I would suggest taking your, uh, whatever that stamp is you put over it. Uh, my father actually makes those. They're kind of collector's pieces right now. Look, Just kid, as a heads up. I get it. I, you, uh, I don't know who you are, uh, Apparently, I pissed you off. No, that's good. That's good. Nah, I, you know, no, that's cool. I, it's no, I'm, I, I'm done being 
pissed off about those kinds of things. It's 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 <laughs> um Fire, we should leave. <clears throat> uh it's nice talking to you, sir. Uh, uh good talking to you. You sure you don't need anything? I got I got uh, other shit for sale. Uh, I need some things. Um He needs some air. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I got it. I got bottled air for sale. Like No, we're good. We're good. Pure from Thanks, di- d- direct from the southern kingdoms. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep it, moving. I think, I think it's. I think it's just. I think it's a good thing that they're still in circulation. You know. Hey, man! People want to buy this shit. Otherwise, you I wouldn't stop be listening in on our conversation. You can uh. stay. You stand here next to my cart, and you tell me not to listen in when we're having well, we, a conversation. I turned around. When I turned around, that means I was done talking to you. So you cease to exist to me. You're a merchant. Good. Do you think that everything ceases to exist when you are not paying attention to it? That is rather self-centered. Didn't we? Say good day, yes. sir. Yes, we did. we did. Good day, sir. Good day to you. All right. We are now physically moving further away from you. Are you actually? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys meander on. Side. Uh, you definitely see Zog sitting right next to the entrance to the arena there. Uh, there are a couple of extra bottles that are, are kind of surrounding him right now, uh, and there's like a, a blanket that's kind of pulled up over one of his legs, but it is not large enough for his entire body. Uh, you, you, you come back with the, the woven ale. We did indeed. All oh, nice and warm for you. He holds it out. He holds his hand out. Just like looks at, um, he assumes that she would just held onto it the whole time. Mm-hmm. In her beautiful new bag of holding. All right, you pull it out. Uh, do you hand it to him? She's gonna once again like look to creep for confirmation. We're doing this. He okay, just kind of like nods with his eyes closed for a second. How much do they charge you for that warven nail? You don't want to know. Oof. Here you go. He takes it. He takes his thumb, puts it, puts it on the cork at the top, and pops it off. And little sparks of red energy kind of pop out of it. Ooh. And he takes takes the bottle, and he just starts drinking and drinking and drinking until the entire bottle empties out. That's a travesty. That's the most My stars. violent thing I think I've seen in you a long see- time. Awesome. You guys see as he is drinking this that the red light is now going down his throat and kind of pooling up where you would assume that his stomach is and then the red light begins spreading out over his body and then it all snaps up and his eyes open wide and it glows with that same red color. Ask the question you wish to know. What the f- So. Not the question. The other night, you saw, spoke with Nixon Knox. Yes. Do you know how they disappeared that night? A spell of darkness was cast over. A man appeared. He told them he was taking them to safety. They were loaded into a wagon. For my silence, he left more alcohol. And they left. When you spoke with them, what were they talking to you about? They sought your uncle. They knew he was in town. You know who took them? 
He did not tell me his name, but I can tell you, he was a fire genasi that worked for Orzov. Was his name Bandok? He did not tell me his name. That's right, you said that already. I retract my statement. How do you know that name? Uh, it, my mother brought it up. Apparently he was around the town. He was visiting. Oh, he's in me. town. Wait, why do you know him? Fuck! Well, I didn't want to assume. I mean, you're Ganassi, he's a Ganassi, you both fire Ganassi. I don't want to just assume yeah. we all know each other. Wait, you actually all know each other? That's crazy. Is it like, is it like a psychic thing? Shut up. I'm sorry. Did the man tell you anything about where he was taking them? He Other was, than that. He did not tell me, but I overheard him saying that they were heading to the casino. We know someone who works there? You guys know the person who runs the entire Casino Imperial, or at oh, least of them. Uh, Solace <laughs> Grandmire. Oh, shit. See, no, right. Crawl pops the half work form again. <laughs> Straight out of Fire's hands. Yeah. Is that where we're going next? You do not have much time left if you have more questions. Wow, you have a really high tolerance level. Um, oh, wait. They said there was some weird creature that swallowed him. Was that the darkness smell? There were no weird creatures. A darkness spell appeared. So, how was Crete's uncle involved? I saw Mistos that night, but it was before the girls came. He had left hours before. So he may not be involved. He doesn't know anything about them. At least, as far as I know. But it can't be a coincidence, can it? Crete, what do you I'll think? I'll have to find out. Did he tell you where else he went into this town? Mistos was here to meet with Merrick Drogon and Triskel Favar. Did he mention a farm at all? There was no mention of a farm. Alright. Any other questions, Crete? No. What's, what's the most dangerous secret you know? The true name of Agile Light. What? You asked the most dangerous secret I know. Wait, who? You leaving him hanging? Who, me or Crawl? Would you crawl? Would uh, you tell his name? Do you wish to die? No. Then I will not speak it in this place. That's for the best. Crawl, who's Agile Light? I, I need a minute. Crawl just kind of like walks off. Thank you, Zong. You see that the red light fades from his eyes, and he kind of slumps down even further than he was. Oh, that shit has a kick. God, I can't believe you wasted all of it. I mean, it wasn't a waste, but... Do you even know what God, that does? I'd imagine it tastes amazing. When you drink a bottle of Warven Ale, you can see everything you have ever experienced in your life. God, that sounds terrible. Not when you've lost the thing that matters most. Yeah, but then you have to see it again. And you know it's not really there, so you're just going to lose it all over again. Until I get my next bottle. Is that really how you live? Not much else to live in this place. No one's even a challenge anymore. 
I mean, you could just kill yourself. <laughs> and then the Guardians will bring me back. Oh, I think we both know that you know a way to have yourself killed. I can still see your face if I live. There's no reason to give up on that. Now, can I help you any more? No. But we fine. Yeah. Just remember, I bought you at least a couple beers at the flagon. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, you guys now have a bit of new information. Uh, you have heard in a couple of different places that uh, Beyond Doc Sultan is in town. Uh, you have heard from a couple of different places that uh, he is directly involved with what is going on with Nixon Knox. Uh, you guys have just found out a very interesting fact about Crawl, uh, in that he had a very strange reaction to the name Agile Light, which is not familiar to any of the rest of you. Oh, uh, not that he can turn into a cat. That's what I thought was the interesting <laughs> part. And Crawl turns into a very lovely and fluffy cat that likes pets from you guys. Uh, what is the party going to do now? Uh, reason or, I picture or, him as like a British short hair or something like one of those ones. Or do you guys have any other things you want to discuss amongst yourselves before you take off to the next thing here? Um, Crawl is yeah. going to tell everyone that we need to get somewhere where no one can hear us. Um, we should see if Merrick has a private room. Yeah, actually, the dungeon would probably be... Well, dungeon, sorry. The dungeon would probably be a good place for it. I imagine he has some strange, quiet rooms down there. Seems like that kind of place where you don't want screams to be heard. Uh, you guys very quickly make your way back over towards the Dragon's Flagon, and you guys kind of smuggle Trill in, kind of trying to block Pauline's view of him as you guys make your way into the secondary kitchen and down into the, the lower area. Uh, you see that the skeletons are still inhabited by the ghosts that you guys had uh, freed and put back into their bodies, uh, and they are meandering about with their guard duties. Uh, none of them seem to pay you any attention. Um, so I, you may not know his name, but I know that you've probably heard of this person. There is an individual that is an exile, and he solves problems for people by disintegrating them so that they cannot be resurrected. Disintegrating Wait, but... the problem or the person? The person. Like, Oof. like if your problem is another person, you can pay and he will disintegrate that person. And I'm sure if you promise a couch, you can disintegrate that too. Um, I mean, but sure. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So disintegration, it, 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 I mean, I, I, I mean, I know you can't resurrect with a spell for disintegration, but you mean the guardians can't do it either? I, I've never really thought about it, but I guess it makes sense. Nope. They need a body part. That's why the rangers and the people that go south will like cut off a finger and leave it. Ooh, that's or, cool. or give a rib or something. Wait, why uh, would you, would you know, give a rib when you could do a finger? You would know that most of the rangers do give part of a rib. Uh, fingers or or earlobes or other things like that are generally people who are scared that they are going to be damaged and they ask the guardians to protect them. Hmm. Well, well, anyway, that person who does that, they go by the name Agile Light. 
and they are terrifying. In a world like this, I imagine that kind of power earns a lot of fear and respect. It is best that you don't mention his name anywhere. Wait, his actual name or Agile Light? Even Agile Light, I probably wouldn't mention that very often either. All right. I will continue to never speak it. Um, Second question. Not for you, Krell. Fio. Who's Bandock? Hmm. Pain in my ass, that's what. Moving on. Whoa, whoa, not, no, we didn't agree to that. Move back. We're moving back on. Get back on it. (sighs) All the precincts he has to be in the one that I am in. Is it a coincidence? I'm not saying Hmm. you. Hey, uh, okay. To be clear, I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm saying, like, is he here to collect you? Or, like, are you not supposed to be here? Or is Go it just... where the damn I please. I don't know how your family works. It's a confusing situation. You're Fire Ganassi. You guys do weird things with Fire and Ganassi. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Really? What? I mean, yeah? She said it's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's fair. Can't go back now. But... Why, wait, wait, but, I mean, if you know this guy, why would he, what would he want with Nixon Knox? Was he, like, some kind of That's... creepy collector? Does he have, like, a museum somewhere? No. Exhibit? No. Well, I mean, it's too hot Goliath money to, like, really flesh out the museum. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, creep, sorry. This is, like, a weird fantasy you've got going over here, man. It's not, no, I'm just, I'm just exploring all avenues. I don't know um, what he wants with them. I have no idea what he would want with them. Are they like in line of succession or anything? Like uh, Nixon Knox are learning a lot of things. They they have roles to play within the community, but no one really knows who's going to replace my mother. It's, I mean, well, traditions are. A funny thing in this world. Yeah, I mean, no one really ever has to replace anyone when you don't die from old age. They... I mean, to, yeah, to be straight up, like, from that, I don't know why you would want them. Like, he's a businessman. He does things for money, for connection, for Ozov, you know? And well, your sister every... really seem like the kind of people you would normally associate with. Everyone knows that they are related to Mistos. We don't really keep our family ties a secret. And Mistos does have a reputation that spans many precincts. It may be a play to get his attention or to work with him or who knows. I I don't really care. All I know is that there is a person directly connected to the disappearance of my sisters. And so that person is my next goal. Mistos is not and has never been part of my concern. So did did Zonk say that Mistos or that that Fire Genasi guy went to Casino Imperial? Are you asking the DM or are you asking the party? Party. Uh, The way I hear it, I I thought he said the Fire Ganassi was at the Casino Royale. That's what I heard as well. 
All right, then I guess we're going there. Ah, uh, uh, you don't. You Why don't have to. I mean, I mean oh, I'm sorry. I'm not speaking for Fio or. Oh my god. I'm not speaking for Fio or Trin. But of course, I'm going to go with you. Are you sure? I. It's. Yeah. It's a, a long way away. Oh please! I've, I've traveled further than that. You know, I have, I have some money to burn. We can, you know, go buy some nice clothes. Make sure we show up in style. You can't just walk into the Casino Royale and, you know, the and <laughs> what we're wearing. I mean, come on. I I do fun. need I do need to talk to some people and let some people know that I'm going to be gone, though. And you're not using this to try and get out of it, are you? What? No. Very good. Go ahead, do your talking. We need to do some shopping. Also. But... If you don't want to see this person, you don't have to come. Don't say that. Of course she has to come. She's part of the the thing, the group, party, ring. Posse. Circle of trust. Yes, posse. She's a critical oh. member of Mountain Inferno, guys. True. She She's the inferno, the inferno of the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to make other two-man groups party names for if we have any other combination. Um, I, I have to stress as well, um, again, don't mention this outside of here, but there is a group of assassins called Nevix. Those are what? the people that Agile Light work with. And if you ever hear anything about them, you should stay far away. Why do you know this? I thought you were a druid. Why are you rap? How do you? Um, I'm also an ambassador, and I talk to a lot of people. Wait, you're our ambassador? I work in the ambassadors guild. I don't follow politics. Well, yeah, yeah. I help out like new people that join. I help them get acclimated to the land. No, no. I was born here. I don't know. No wonder you're a terrible small businessman. You don't even grease the palms of the politicians. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Trill's terrible. That's the whole thing. Is Trill's like literally the opposite of Fio. He feels like he's entitled to everything, but doesn't work for anything. <laughs> well, um, thank you, all of you. Um, I don't really know how I could ever repay the the help that you're providing in this situation, but. It would make me feel much more confident heading off into this new precinct with at least some folks that I know. Hey, you keep uh, being willing to help me in the arena if anything happens, and I will follow you just about anywhere. Deal. What time Fine. is it? Uh, I'll it come is... along. Yay! By this time, it would probably be like two in the afternoon-ish, because you guys rode out like three-ish hours and rode back three-ish hours, and you set out kind of at dawn, and you did a little bit of running around. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's got a little bit afternoon. What say we leave tomorrow morning? Is that okay with you, Crete? I don't see a reason to rush, and I think it would be wise to prepare. Yes. Cool. This is my first time out of the district. This is exciting. Oh, is there like really? a better way of traveling than what? What do you mean, really? Why would I ever have to leave? We have cheese here. What else is there? I mean, there's a lot of interesting things in the other precincts. Yeah, well, yeah, didn't really have a whole lot of traveling funds, so. 
for a long time. But I mean, is, is there like a better way to get around than wagons? Wagons with one of the the convoy guild working with you. Caravanners Guild, I think they're called. The Accord. Ah, that's the Maven's ah, Accord. Accord. Ooh. I like it. This is exciting. Yes. I will I'll go and contact uh, the Accord to see if there are any uh, caravans heading to the casino royale. And um yeah, see if they have chairs this just, time, too. Just for a point of clarification, it is the Casino Royale. Casino. Right. Casino Royale. All right. Um, I mean, they're just... They're wagons. But they occasionally have one that is not full of boxes or other items that you can sit in. I'm just wondering how much it costs to like have a proper seat or couch or... You know, bed, maybe? You mean, like, like a coach? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yes, a coach. A coach would be... Uh, does the I... Maven Does the Maven handle coaches as well? Yes, they will, they will transport anything that needs to go. Uh, you can contract them for just about anything. And yes, we need to get you all something a little more... Mm-hmm. Refined. Oh yes, right. both you two. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I obviously could be looking better, but I, I but I know it. You know, crawl, create. You guys need some work. Don't they, Fio? And with yeah. that, we are going to end tonight's episode of Lars Refuge. The party has an exciting lead that is going to be taking them out of the precinct to chase down Nix and Nox. They're going to be looking to try and sign up the Caravan Guild. Crawl had a few interesting revelations for the party this evening. And uh, it's time to see what lies in the next precinct, the next time that we come back for Lars Refuge. Thanks, everybody.